Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Hey, what's up? This is John Butchergrass, ESPN. You are listening to Missing Curfew. I never miss an episode. Peace out. Booyah. Smash the parm. There ain't no man can't save me. There ain't no man can't enslave me. Ain't no man. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien. And I'm Scotty Upshaw. <laughs> oh, up dog. How you I'm feeling over there? Hurt, you look good. You got a good tan going. Well, I don't know if it's a tan or windburn. Uh, Although it wasn't very windy except for the first day. The Thursday afternoon was windy. Break, but, uh, break down the, the weekend though. Pebble Beach. It's, it's. I mean, come on. Bucket it was list. a bucket list thing. I mean, you know the boys we have at Big Canyon. Todd Pickup, uh, Danny Lane, Joe Moody, uh, Tom Doherty, Mike Carpenter. You know all those guys. Grant Garbers, Jim Abbott. I mean, it's a Partners and Pals tournament and... Uh, one of the guys last weekend, and I know all about this, bad back, Bert. Bert, don't remember his last name. Oh, but no, Bert. Bert. You know Bert? I don't know Bert, but shit, Bert. Bert's bad got back. a bad back, and uh, I got the call. And, and um, you know, it was once a lifetime, dude. Stayed right on number one, uh, played Pebble twice, Spanish and Spyglass, walked every day, drank like a fish. Was the red wine flowing? At night, it was flowing. That tap stogies. room. That tap room. Is as good a place as any. Any talent in there? Uh, the one night there was a few. Like but Pebbles it, get a little talent, don't they? I, I think depending on the weekend. I'm sure when the AT&T is going on, there's probably a few more looking for some pro golfers. But You'd I'm, think when they know uh, you're coming through town, they just start you know, piling in. <laughs> I was late to the, uh, late to the uh, roster. How nice is the putting green at Pebble? Everything at Pebble is amazing. Yeah. I mean, just... The, the, the morning round at Pebble on the last day was no win, perfect conditions. I still slashed it around. Like I shot Just bring it. me back a hat. I did not step one foot in the merchandise oh, thing. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. The, and, and you know what? Doherty, the first day, was like, let's get in here and get something right now. Got to get like, it over with. I'm like, we got nothing but time. Well, fucking next thing you know, I would play golf, tap room, back to picks room, cigar, drink, shower up, dinner, drink some more. But you know what? I was in bed every night by 11. <laughs> like by 11. Was anyone, anyone miss a tea time? Were they anyone take it real deep? Mr. No, everyone was a lot of naps. This team was oh, like nappers. a lot of nappers. Well, fuck. I got to be honest. This weekend's time change, Obes. Oh, that don't, I got me on the Sunday. I'm, I was, I showed up. It's still getting me right now. I, I, I don't know about the boys right there. I'm waking up and it's light. And I'm like, fuck, what time is it? And it's like, you know, it's, it's an hour later. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, I got to snap out of this. Izzy's waking that. up two hours before me. <laughs> You're like, Izzy, come on. I shut her down here. Hey, time, keep change. Her, yeah. time change. Just relax a little bit, Izzy. It was, uh, we, we need to do it. It's uh, it's just, it's a beautiful place. It was great, guys. You know how they are up here. It was a great thing. But um, how was Aspen, fellow? Aspen was great. Um, two good snow dumps. 
Uh, just see you driving of, around a Zamboni. A lot or of great snow. We I, I drove around the missing curfew Zamboni. Yeah, Shout out to that. Sheldon and and the crew up at the Colorado Extreme um, Hockey Program. They had their last night, their last night of their, their first over? first year. Yeah, so the kids were all there. I showed up. Um, I had a couple hot toddies with a couple of the parents and. You know, just to see like the the young kids and the atmosphere. These kids, like some of these kids, was they wouldn't get off. They're like Ryan O'Reilly out there. They wouldn't fucking come off the ice. It's like they, they had to shut the lights <laughs> last down. Last guy at the bar. Last yeah, guy. Yeah, it was like ice. ten o'clock. I went out there. You know, I got out there like seven thirty. Um, I caught the last little bit of of their game, and you know, I shot the shit with some parents and signed some autographs for some of these kids. And then, of course, you know, the Zamboni's there, and Sheldon's like, "You got to get on the Zamboni. We made this. You know, yeah, we got the Zamboni for you, boys. Look missing good. curfew and." Um, it was just, it, it was, it was great. So anyway, you know, I'm like, fuck, are these kids, it's cold out. Like, are these kids going to come off the ice ever? And I remember as a kid, I don't know if you do, but it was impossible to get me to come off the ice. Honey, you, right? you were in Fort McMurray. You yeah, think that's cold. Still, I don't, you were like fucking minus, well, it wasn't as cold as Fort Mac, was it? No, but no. it was chilly the yeah. one day. It was their coldest day in Aspen oh, okay. the one day. It was minus five Celsius, or um, sorry, minus five Fahrenheit. That's pretty that's fucking cold. cold, right? That's cold, right? Bingers never seen. That's really cold. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know if I've ever been in minus five Fahrenheit. Ever. Yeah, yeah, it was, a co- it was a cold day. But um, you know what I'm thinking, man, is my fingers, my fucking fingers get cold when I ski. Like, if I wear those finger gloves and I'm not like a fucking mitt, um, my fingers freeze. And I think it goes back to when I was a kid playing hockey in Fort <laughs> yeah, Mac. Yeah. Like, Frostbite. I think I have like permanent permafrost. Probably. Good thing it's not on my shaft. Yeah, because I bet you did. Back then, you didn't probably feel it. Yeah, my toes. So when I get in the ocean too on a cold day, my like two right middle finger toes. I don't know what you call those. They fucking hurt so bad. It's like they're they're like. Is it called the long toe? Because the big toe is the big know. toe. And you're talking about the, the one from the big, beside the big toe. The one smack in the middle. Oh, the one no. that, you know, if you were to do some sort of jamming with, it would probably be that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the hot tub playing. Whose toes are those? Oh, I could use a hot tub right now. Okay, the back. This fucking water almost tastes as good as memory old Gatorade bottle when you're hungover. Yeah, practice. yeah. I actually it brought almost you I got, You got the double water going today. I it's, need it. I mean, I went to bed early, but four days, you know how it is. Four days. Well, you don't really get tired of golfing, but... Um, so is that your last Aspen? Are you yeah. hanging the skis up for the? Yeah, I put the skis away. Um, you know, now we got two big weeks here. You know, we got the we got some podcasts to do and some you know some things to do, but we got to fucking pack, bro. I got to clean up my garage. Tomorrow. We got to pack. We sold our houses. We're we're fucking. Shout out to my boy Big D, Big Daryl, good New York boy, my handyman slash good buddy. If, if you don't ruin him tomorrow, then I might use him. Too. You should use him. He yeah. would love to. He's right, a fucking good. beauty team guy. Is he the guy that comes over and fixes the toilets and he fucking fixes he does everything it, that puts the lights in? Whatever embarrassing thing that I can't fix because I'm the le- worst handyman in the league, he'll help me out. How many it. bed frames he had to fix for you? <laughs> <laughs> not, not that many. I got a pretty sturdy one. You do, um, but he's a good man. dude. So we're going to dive into my garage. Uh, my back hurts just thinking about it. And then I'm going ham on my closet. Think about my garage. Oh, no, I can't even imagine. <laughs> but if you Fuck want his finger, you want a side gig, bud? I need you over. Don't sign up for that, man. Okay, I'll put <laughs> Unless you to... negotiate a good contract. He's got more shit in his garage than people do. We'll get the gummies going and we'll just fucking go to town. Can it be a garage sale? I can kind of I, I see what in I fact, want to grab. Listen, I, I actually do have to have an old. Do they still do those nowadays? What's that? Garage sales. Oh yeah, yeah. they do, right? Fuck, you should have a garage. I'm gonna sale. have a fucking bash. Should I do, give away free beer and all that stuff? <laughs> uh-huh. Right? I got the beer have fridge. A garage sale. I'll come by. I, I will. I'll come by. What this day is... should we have it? I Is it on a weekend? You got to do it on weekend. Saturday, Saturday morning. Got to do it on the weekend. Yeah, Saturday morning. 
you really want to blow it out, you post on Craigslist like that you're yeah. having it a couple days in advance, you'll have everything gone by noon. Fuck. I'm you not selling some, any of those sticks, though. Those you got are some mine. good shit in your I ain't garage. giving away the sticks. You want to sell that stuff? You got some good shit. No, I mean, like, I got now, I got furniture. I got fucking, yeah, there's a lot of shit. Are you going to sell? Five sets of clubs in there. No, but you're going to bring your furniture to your new house, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. some of it's not going to fit. And then, you know, I thought I was doing the doing the deal when I got the new house to get it with all the furniture. Well, yeah. then the people that bought my Turnkey. house. Then the people that bought my house didn't want any of the fucking furniture that I have. So I'm just double furnitured up. <laughs> I still don't know why they didn't want your furniture. I guess that's their business model you were telling me, but your furniture's sick. Maybe it they it thought looks I was, perfect in the house. Maybe they thought I was doing some bad things on there. They didn't want it. Well, they wanted to get I, something fresh. <laughs> yeah, we got a big couple days of moving. I'm in the Bay Club. I can't wait. I wish I was in there right Are now. Are you Just, in there now? No. March 31st. I'd be doing a cannonball in that fucking hot tub after the show if I was. So you get, you're right outside your front door now. Your new front door is a hot tub and a pool. Yeah. Bikinis. I'm right behind the members' pool. Wow. And then over there is the resort pool where the hot tub is. But I just walk down. Who uh, who do we know that keeps a Duffy over there? Because that's going to be a nice touch for you. That'll be your your like to get to anywhere now. You can just Duffy jump on a Duffy. Is, uh, I don't want to overstep my boundaries, but Duffy's one of the things that once I get in there and kind of get established, that I'm going to be like, hey, uh, is there, was there a team Duffy here? Hundred <laughs> you know? percent. Yeah, yeah. I'll fill her up. We'll Sp- sponsor one. Missing I'll curfew, Duffy. <laughs> hey, speaking of, can they paint that Zamboni? To, to, well, it's green. I like it. it's green. Like it is screen. green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think next year we'll do the new and improved. We'll get the dimensions and we'll make a massive wrap for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's all you would need. Yeah. yeah. I woke up to, I was like looking at Instagram. I'm like, did I fucking dream that Uppy was driving around a Mr. Curfew Zamboni drunk? Or it was like, how much red wine did I have? So. Oh, that was true. Um, I'm glad you had fun up, dog. Thanks again to everyone that, you know, Todd Pickup and the boys. That's, that's a fucking bucket list trip there. Sad news first. As you know, our girl Jackie Redman, I'm sure she's choked about this. I was a big wrestling fan growing up. Big time. Um, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Scotty Hall. Hey, Chico. Hey, Chico. He was one of my favorite. He uh, he passed away up, dog. I believe Mac El told me it was from complications of a knee surgery. I don't know. Knee or hip or something. Yeah, hip. Hip. Um, yeah, it's tough. And, and you just see like uh, the outpouring of people. Like our generation was wrestler watchers. Yeah. because We were the, wrestler watchers. It was the best. I know. I'm not saying it's not any marginal. Well, watch. they were superstars for us. Yeah. You know, we didn't have the UFC. We didn't have... You know, football was football, but we, you and I were Canadian. We're just, That's we're just up point. there. My grandfather was fucking watching this religiously. Monday Night Raws, yeah. WrestleManias, they were like, uh, and we all had the fucking figurines when we were kids, and we'd like bash them together. You know, <laughs> I had this little Hulk Hogan doll that I just him and the Ultimate Warrior was like a little doll that I would just beat the shit out of all the time. Hacksaw Jimmy Duggan. That's a good point by you. UFC. I wonder if UFC would have been as big back then if we would have still loved wrestling because we didn't have that. It, it was the only way on television that these guys actually were real life, you know, fucking super. They they were like the superheroes for us, Batman and fucking Superman, Spider Man. But they were they they got treated on television like, you know, they were larger than life. And yeah. you know, Razor Ramon was one of them. He had a he had a cool look. All the ladies wanted. How many chicks do you think he has? <laughs> he just had the greasy chest, oh, with the yeah. greasy hair with the with the gold chains. He just come in and be like with his tooth, just full package, just. He could probably do some damage in Miami. Yeah, I bet she did some damage in Miami. I bet. But you talk about getting on the road a lot and missing the road. Those guys, on all seriousness, the travel schedule and and wrestling and jumping in the car and driving together. And how many fights a year do you think these guys did? Fuck, man! If you're like a legit guy like those guys, they were on the road once every two weeks. No, man, I'm talking every night, five days a week. So you would fight? I I know you'd have to show up and talk and like be part of your character. I think, but I wonder, like on average, how how many fights a guy would. I think they were getting in the ring probably four or five times a week. 
And they're working out and yeah. fucking popping steroids. Getting like, fluffers in the back. Just crushing. Like, they were, they had a tough lifestyle. So, Scott Hall, rest in peace, buddy. I love Razor Ramon. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, T-Flow, Doherty's kid, and CDM Lacrosse. I went to their game the other night against your Belinda. CDM has a wagon, by the way. You should really? see these kids. They're like, they're like they're one of the top teams in the country. Wow. It's worth going what, to watch. What position is T-Flow? T-Flow is a long stick. The old long oh, he's dong. a D-man. He's a long dong D-man. Where's number four? Bobby Owa. Fuck him. You should watch some of your old videos, man. Uh, he waxes slashes like I did. Just yeah. get in front and just block out. Yeah, he, he played great. But I'll be there, if, you, if, if it works out for your schedule, it'd be worth going to watch these guys. And there was a hit at the start of the game where this CDM guy kind of came around the, the middle circle. Yep. Kind of sneak attack. Yeah. And your Belinda guy was fumble fucking and trying oh, to pick it up and down. fucking shoulder to. Shoulder to the nuts. And the guy was just like this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, first, I was drinking my little Yeti cup with the, my skinny Marg, and I'm like, holy fuck, Doherty. I goes, the whole game like this? Like, like I wow. thought the kid was going out on a stretcher. I'm like, that's five games so in the show. High school, five games. High school? High school across. So you're like 17, 18. You're starting to like, you know, beef up, bulk up. Some of these guys are yeah. hitting hard, huh? Speak about beef up. There's this one guy on their team, number 99, Wainer. <laughs> I go, that guy's a fucking tank. And Doherty goes, that's actually his nickname, Tank. Tank? Yeah. Tank. He's just this big guy. He's going to, fuck, where did he go? Yeah, he was is their it, best player yep. committed to Harvard. He okay. was going to go to Notre Dame. Now he's going to Harvard. Tank's going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Their three forwards are like committed to like good lacrosse schools. So shout out to T-Flo. It was great. But I'll, I'll, this hit, I mean, if it's player safety in the NHL, it's five games. I was like, yeah. Any video? All the parents are like looking at me. I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was just like back in the day, shoulder to fucking. Yeah. I mean, we like the rough stuff. You would have right? enjoyed it. So, um, Updog Players Championship weekend. So, you know how I like to take the day. I took the day yesterday and I came home and I forgot that the players was rained out. So, I got to enjoy the whole thing. Cameron Smith, man, he played so good down the stretch. I talk about his putting. His putting was unbelievable. It looked like you. <laughs> no, his it looked first like me back in the day. Five, five holes, four birdies. It was um, crazy. Then he just went on a little bogey train. Yeah. You know, and six, then he seven, eight, back. nine. But then he brought her back and go for it because you just no, probably like no, that. No. that shot on 16. Whoops. But like, wow. That you saw, you talk about look like me. That drive on 16 looked like me when he snap hooked yeah, yeah, her yeah. left. Yeah. And then so, and then 17, like, ballsy. <sighs> he, he said he pushed her a bit. He pushed her a bit. Yeah. We got to go play did that. Did Ricky track. Fowler on his, when he won, did he go tight to that shot? He went tight to that exact pin in the playoff. That has to be a mistake. Cameron Smith, I caught his press conference after. He said, I was aiming eight feet left. Like, if you think on number 12 at Augusta, if you think on 12 at Augusta on the Sunday when that pin is on the right, when Jordan Spieth, Chili dipped all those ones in the water. Yeah. If you're going for that, you have like seven yards from totally. front to back with nothing to the right but water. Yeah. It's just, it's not worth it. But it's a tough putt if you just bail out in the middle. Buddy, our boy Steeler. So Steeler was in the mix. Yeah. He was trying to finish the top five, which I want to talk to you about the purse and, and tie it into Tiger Woods and all that. We're going to get there. Um, so Steeler hits on 17 to the middle, middle of the pin. Fucking spins all the way back. And it lands just on the rough, almost bent back in the water. Three putt. Yeah. A couple other guys. So it's it's hard to you like. You got to get the ridge. You got to get that ridge at least or it's three putt city. Well, what a what fuck. A we got to play that course. Yeah, so Graham Dillette, shout out to our boy. That was a great Fuck, text. by the way, he loves you. He's got the jersey. He's got the O'Brien 55. Eh? He may have the only one ever. 
And he's got the ones they wear now, which was our retro that the year I played there. Grambo, show us, send us a pic, eh, with the boys. He goes, we'll I'm wearing, up on curve. He goes, you're like, if the Flames go to the playoff uh, finals, we're coming. He's like, I'll have the fucking O'Brien jersey on and getting ketchup and beer all over that. <laughs> I'm like, you better get some ketchup and beer on that baby if they go to the finals. So, so what did he say? He said every every PGA player gets ten rounds there a year. I want to say he said more than that, twenty rounds, I think, with guests and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and he said we should go anytime. I would. He said Are we going to Jacksonville? I say we go. Is that where the Jaguars play? Yeah, I say if so. From Tampa, it's like whatever, two hour, two hour drive, maybe a little bit longer. I say if Tampa and Florida meet in the second round, we go out there for that and then take on TPC Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, yeah, sawgrass. Up dog. The purse was twenty bananas. Twenty. Fucking Cameron Smith won three point six million dollars. Steeler got a nice payday too. He finished, I think, top fifteen. But Tiger Woods got re got finally inducted to the Hall of Fame. It could have happened years ago, but when just fitting that the biggest purse in the history of the game is on the same weekend that Tiger goes in because without him, I mean, they're they're never playing for that great amount of point. money. Like, and it was so cool to see his speech wasn't great. I don't think he's the greatest. Talker. He's never been the greatest. Yeah, talker. but all the boys that are on the current tour were up top cheese, fucking packed in just to pay the respect to hey. Without you, man, to the G. we're not playing for 3.6 bananas for first prize and $20 million purse. Yeah, the GOAT. The yeah. GOAT. Um, Well-respected. I love Tiger. It's a big reason why I was a, why I was a golfer. Right? I mean, Me fuck. too. Like, he, he, made it, he made it cool. Yeah. Yeah, you, every time you wanted to hit a shot or, or you stepped up to a putt to, like, beat your buddy in a match, you always, like, you went, I'm Tiger Woods right now. Like, yeah. let's, let's, you know, can this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you're and then right. I always thought it's, I looked like Tiger Woods in the Nike gear, but then I, I look in the mirror, I'm like, fuck, he wears that shit Even with the baggy pants, like the arrow with the baggy pants and the red yeah. like, sweaters, he always just, fuck, he made it look His badass. pants were a little baggy, you're right. Even Not, when he started losing all his hair, he still looked <laughs> badass. He's a guy that I think looks better on the course than probably in real life, right? If you saw a Tiger at, like if he takes so, his hat off, he's not exactly. Have you ever seen him in real life? Like, he walked ever, by me yeah. in loops, and I think you, at fucking Medina, in oh, the yeah, Ryder yeah. Cup, he just walked past me, but I was like, yeah. His skin looked like not even real. Yeah, he looked so like when a I fucking... seen him first, it was at the Masters. I was with Stewie and I was with my buddy Bruce Baker. And uh, when he walked by me, he had just come back from his um, from the year and a half, say hiatus. And he walks by me on number seven, right before he hits a shot from the other fairway over the over the fucking trees. And he looked like he was in the video game. He literally, to me, he was so jacked. Yeah. He was, had to have been on something. Um, <laughs> but he, he took all that time off. He came that back. He, he was absolutely ripped. Like, and, and not super tall, probably like, you know, 6'1", 6'2", yeah. not even. And just jacked. But like when you say his skin, like to me, I was playing fucking Tiger Woods 2005 video game. And I was just like, holy shit, this guy has this crazy aura about him. And then he just hit this fucking super high, beautiful draw over the trees and you hear the masters clap in the back. It's just so, so sick. So sick. Yeah. I mean, he, to me, I didn't really, I, I loved getting dropped off of the golf course and hanging out. But once I started watching tiger and like all the tournaments that he would won and how cool he made and how Nike, I was like, man, it was special to me. I, I miss him up. I, I think we're going to get to see him. I wonder if he's going to try to play St. Andrews this year. Cause you can hit fucking two iron all over that place and win that tournament. Yeah. But, I mean, what, what are we? What are we? Three weeks away from the Masters. Masters is yeah, April second. Is, has he has he said he's not it? I not don't in? think he can play that. I just don't think with like the the walking, the walking and the fuck. What yeah. do you think? I don't know. I've never been on the. Property. He can use my scooter. I'm going to sell it at the garage sale. I would say, that. boys, everything. Tiger's done everything for golf. Let him ride a cart. Totally. Let Tiger ride a cart. 
Maybe he's go, maybe he'll go for that. Get one of those those um, fat scooters with the caddy on the back, <laughs> just like throw, the ones they have at, just at, at caddy on the back. The one that at, at MJ's track there, the fucking caddies fly around <laughs> in those little hogs. Oh, it's unbelievable! Congrats to Tiger, eighty-two fucking PGA Tour wins. That's amazing. Eighty-two, fifteen majors, bud. Five wow. Masters, four PGAs, three U.S. Opens, and three British. Fuck what's that his, mug! How nice to drink out of that mug. What's his? Yeah, what's his career earnings just on the course? I wonder. I don't know. Probably just as many as <laughs> kills off the. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one thing about Tiger when he was, you know, going after he did wasn't too picky off the course. He, no, he, no, he, <laughs> he would take down a that, ten, eh? take down a four. When He's they started, like flowers. When they, <laughs> when they started coming out of the woodworks, I was like, holy fuck! This, this guy's banging everything. So, um, uh, thank you to Tiger though for getting me into golf and the up dog uh st patty's day that's why i got this beautiful tarp on here shout out to anthony aiello tony he's a good dude he played on my team at the shuppy uh yeah he's a sick d-man fuck he can skate he can skate he was moving. good looking cat yeah great hair went no bucket i go you're not wearing your bucket he said no chance i no. said not with hair like that and he showed up at due west with a nice leather jacket on hair perfect i go to Barrar. we got to draft this guy alone on just yeah. the fucking leather jacket <laughs> and the hair and then i found out he was a sick player so it was a special gift from the Irish Hockey Association, um, ice for Ireland, um, and obviously the 11fund.org for our boy Scoopsy. Aaron Gully is the IAIHA president, and then Mike Regan from Sherwood um, dialed this all in. I mean, Oppie, as an Irish guy. You got the fucking four four-leaf clovers this on there. That's extra, that's extra good luck. This is sick. With the Fits you good. Would you send them your suit size? Well, or? I wouldn't have to. If, if I had to wear it in a game, she'd be a little tight with the shoulder pads on. Yeah, but if yeah. I was playing in Ireland, I wouldn't wear shoulder pads. You're not wearing shoulder pads ever again, anyway. I might not ever wear skates again. Really? Ah, I don't know. I don't know. My skates are in Aspen. Did you grab them by chance? I think they're at Loopholes. Yeah, well. that's exactly where they're going to um, stay. But while, you, while we're on this 11 Fund fundraiser, yeah. which, is, which is tomorrow night, Wednesday night in Boston, um, we need to acknowledge Josh Allen, my quarterback, Good, my quarterback. That's my quarterback. No, our boy Josh Allen, um, good buddies with Big Sexy. And on behalf of Jimmy and his family and the 11 Fund, he is running in the Boston Marathon. Wow. I said, stretch your legs, bud, and start drinking some water. Because that 22 miles, what's it? 26.2. 26.2 miles. Can you, that first mile, how, how long is that one? <laughs> I don't I mean, I went for a walk this morning on Ocean. It was about 2.1 miles. I was leaking. I was pretty, I was like, that's a good walk. I thought it was a good walk. Uphill, downhill. I mean, the marathon, you know, it's it's impressive. Up here. There should impressive. be like a side marathon in Boston where you stop at all the Irish bars and just drink. I'll, I'll do that one. Right? Is there one for there? Well, the well, stumble yeah. marathon. <laughs> Who can stumble home? Can we set that one up for Scoopsy in the 11th just fun? Good, just a good, you got to drink again. I'll tell everyone. you who the guy to talk to about that is, is big, sexy Mike oh, Morris. Sure. He could set up the route and everything. He would know every little pub. Maybe we'll do that one year. The day before the marathon, the people who aren't in it will do yeah, the 11. It's fun. right after St. Patty's Day, right? All the time. Yeah. It's uh, April. It's, it's April. Boston Day. Oh, Boston it's Boston Day. Day. It's in April. Wait a minute. So we could do it. Is the, uh, is the Boston Marathon not this weekend? No, it's in no. April. Okay. It's in April. So I fucked that up. That's okay. But we could do it. Maybe let's something to talk to Sexy about. That could be fun. Yeah. Just a good old fashioned stumble. How many stumble pisses thon. would I have to take? It's called on, the stumble thon. How many pisses would I have to take on that fucking route? There might be some buckets on the side of the street for the boys to take a leak. It's like in Amsterdam. They just had the pissers in the middle of the road. You ever been there? No, I would love to go. Yeah. They, I want to go to Ireland too. I want to go to Newfoundland. I want to do a lot of stuff. I know. Let's put Newfoundland on the on the calendar. Right after the finals. Yeah. I was supposed to go on a golf trip. We're, I mean, you can't go for obvious reasons, but 
loops. He's like, yeah, I'm in. I haven't heard about it. I'm like, so we're not going. No, I could, uh, you know what I could do is Cabot links. We could hundred percent line that up. I know. But one day I want to do like Carnooski, St. Andrews oh, yeah, and yeah. all those with the boys. Boys, Billy Quinn. He's fucking got the two memberships over there now. Does he really? Two memberships in Ireland. He, yeah. He was telling me, he's like, I want to open my own whiskey distillery. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the guy for you. I'll help you out with that, bud. Yeah, I can tell you. Taste tested for you. What do you want yeah, to do? Yeah, at dinner the other night, he ordered uh, he ordered the old-fashioned with guess what kind of whiskey? Jameson. Uh, Irish whiskey. Yeah, Irish Jameson. Whiskey. Uh, it was kind of... I drink it with rye. I drank too many old fashions that night. I got to slow down on those things after golfing, man. They they can just catch. Yeah, you. I don't think that's a. I I don't think the old fashions a um, a big canyon drink. I think it's, that you need to save that one old fashioned for like the the dinner. Yeah, it's it's if you're drinking all day on the course, you can't come to dinner and start hammering old fashions. No, or after you're done, like after you're done in big canyon, you're sitting around, you're throwing, you know, yeah. figuring out your bets. I think that first drink, if it starts with an old fashioned, it's gonna get you're, slippery. You're gonna be the drunkest guy in Newport, yeah, like I was slippery. two Fridays ago. Um, up dog, one last thing our intro here. <clears throat> I forget who tweeted this out last week. I wanted to ask you. They had an idea for a Young Guns World Cup under twenty one. Mm. So that would be like Zegris. Who's under 21? Hughes. Is there enough guys to even Fuck, do that? Is McCarr still under 21? No. Like, that's what I was... I New Hook. Yeah. Could you do it? Would it be fun? How many different teams? Like, um, I, I don't oh, even you know. Mean countries. Countries. So, like, USA, that'd Canada, would be tough. So, you'd be adding the World Junior kids in there? Maybe you make it four-on-four tournament? I don't know. It was just something to generate some more revenue for the league. I think he was saying guys that are in the league. But I, I was like... I don't even know if there's enough guys under 21. Can you make it under 23 or under 25? Yeah, because yeah, the World Cup, the World Cup that year where they had the fucking Young Guns team, yeah, well, that was under 23 or 24. Yeah, so that's what it would have to be. Because you still want the good young players that are. I, I agree, and some of these young kids would be on the fucking real teams. But yeah, so but no, I no, I agree. It, it listen, it worked that year in the World Cup, and the, team, and the Young Guns team were they had McKinnon. I mean, they had fucking Pareko. I, I just recall them having Pareko. I will never forget. It was on ESPN, which we got a great guest coming on. Speaking of ESPN, and it was a pre pre tournament game, and it was the Young Guns Team North America against Europe. And Big Chara was out there, <laughs> and these Young Guns were just flying. And you could tell that he was just trying to get you know going into yeah. tournament shape. And yeah. I text Loops. I'm like, fire this game on. These boys are just going circles <laughs> around Big Z, and Europe ended up making it to the finals. But um, I, I'm all for. I want countries against countries. I miss that. I, I want a World Cup. Yeah, you want to see cup. the best players in the world wearing their own country. Absolutely. I yeah, I yeah. wearing their own country's jersey, I mean. Up dog into our first segment, NHL news and notes presented by our good friends at Good Life, promo code curfew. Curfew. They got some good shit out of Speaking of Good Life, I'm about to put a Good Life I'm about to put a Good Life order in. I'm just waiting till I move. I don't want to have more shit then I got to go. But once Fuck, I get to the Balboa Bay Club and I'm ready to fucking hammer in springtime, I know it's spring already, spring, summer, I'm coming in hot at Good Life. They got a, they got a couple things, a, a nice green little outfit they have now, and they got this blue. I want to say might, it's like a midnight blue. You want to get that one this week for... for I thought about it. I thought you know, about especially it. if it's a nice green. I do have a nice green uh, sweater tarp. So if it's cold here on St. Patty's Day, maybe. Thursday, St. Patty's Day. If What's the weather like? I don't know. We'll if it's hot, you might want to rip those sleeves off and just wear it. I got a couple. Up. I got another green tarp I'm going to wear on, on St. Patty's Day. But um, Heritage Classic, up dog. I got to be honest. I didn't catch a lick of it. Looked cold. Looked cold. I mean, when the Buffalo Sabres are beating the Leafs, it's kind of a, it's a snoozer. I mean, I thought the Buffalo's uniforms were like the same ones they wore before. I don't know. They were, and Toronto's were shit. The Sabres beat them. What'd 5 you, 2. What'd you think of the Leafs Steelers workout? 
Like they went as steel workers. That was their thing. What'd you think of that? I thought Matthews would come in maybe looking. I wonder how Matthews, if he really wanted to do that, if it was his, his idea. I think that they needed to come in looking blue collar and so that they needed to put their work boots on if they want to win. <laughs> and it's probably just a long-term message to like each other. Like, fuck, we can't just go and try to score 10 goals a you game think, and win. You think the coaching staff was like, hey, you're wearing work boots and a fucking <laughs> yeah. construction outfit. You, and a fucking hammer. <laughs> and you better and use them all. this is how we want you to play down the stretch here, you bunch of fucking... Or you're going to be working in the, yeah, you're you're, be working in the steel plant after this. You bunch of run... Rich young guys, yeah. That's a good point. I'll be maybe that. I don't know what it was, but it looked like a couple guys coming out of the plant there in Fort Mac. <laughs> Lunch buckets, Tim Hortons, eh? a little hungover. It is a good little before. message. Like, you know, you're going to show up in, in you know, we, we've seen it all now, right? We've yeah. seen the rock stars. We've seen the cowboys. We've seen uh, the boys going to the beach. And now we've seen some, some steel workers. It didn't work. Didn't work, but didn't and work. we did see from the Buffaloes. I don't know why they went with the Flint Tropics, but I fucking love it because it's one of my favorite movies. Corn dogs, Jackie. Spamoni. Corn dogs. I said Spamoni. So when I saw that, I don't know why they just something fun, probably. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't understand it either. But yeah. I, and there's no rhyme or reason to no. why it's. Again, I think you just look, just go in and look good, play good, feel good. Yeah, I don't know. It was the fucking Trump, cold there. Look cold. It looked though. cold there. I don't know. Those games, I still don't look fun in. And maybe it wasn't fun for Matthews up dog because he fucking cross checked <clears throat> Rasmus Dolin right in the lips. Um, I watched that play over and over again. I think, first of all, uh, you know, I'll go first. Darlene kind of fucking gave him like a little bit of a slew foot or some kind of dirty play. And I think Matthews was just coming to cross-check him right here. And I think it just slid up. But you're, you're, you are in control of your own stick at all times out there. That, that is the rule, I believe. Although I don't know the rule book very well. I don't know if I give Matthews two games. You know, Darlene's not hurt. Darlene was trying to be a prick. Find Matthews and say, hey, next time I'm going to ding you. I don't know. I wouldn't have suspended him. You want the Leafs fans on your side here because well, this has caused I, an absolute uproar. I just think, like, he got him in the neck. He's all right. I mean, he went in and he hit him fucking hard. He hit Darlene hard before it. Then yeah. he wins his battle to the net. Darlene comes out. They're two young stars. You can't you can't say that, you know, you're going to give Matthews an MVP and an all-star and Darlene's not. Like, he's, he's still a good young player. They're both battling for a position in front. You fucking cross a guy, cross-check a guy in the side of the lips... He's lucky he didn't break his jaw. Now, if he gets him up in the jaw, he's lucky Jimmy's he didn't break him, break his jaw. Him, yeah. yeah, and then what is it? Ten? If you absolutely sideswipe him like with a vicious cross check, like, I mean, his. Like, no, I would like to see true. him punch him. I really would. Like, Dude. has Matthews has he has he fought yet? I got that right down. Has I'm he like, fought? I don't know. Is I don't been, know if he's ever been in a fight in the league. He, he should because he's fucking strong and tough. And McKinnon fights. Yeah, if he was pissed off and he would have been great. If you're, Do it. If, it's at the outdoor game. If you're what a great fight spot. Somebody for your first one. I think Darlene's probably a safe bet that yeah. you're not going to get knocked out or anything. Yeah, I think so. But you don't want to break your hand if you're Matthews. I get that because then the Leafs, break your hand trying to cross check a guy like that. But I'm with you. Imagine he would have fought him. So what happened in the neutral zone? He got hit. Yep, saw that. And he came back a little pissed off, went to the net, and so I get it. If you're pissed off, drop your shit. But I still think I was surprised they dinged him too. But maybe I gotta watch it again. Maybe I gotta watch it again. No, I, I when I saw it, I said I even wrote on the NHL Instagram. I said three minimum. It has to be. If that's if that's Brad Marchand, he's getting twenty. Marchand suspended for the year after that. <laughs> yeah, I think he should have dropped his gloves up. I mean, that's what I think, buddy. I really love the way he plays. I, I I'm not gonna say you know I don't. I think he's the best player in the league so far this year. I just. 
If you don't think that that's a minimum two-game suspension, anyone up in Canada, you're fucking blind. You got <laughs> hey you, Rick Rowley. If you don't think it's two games, hey, put you the, got put, what put my, the bong down, bud. You got what my buddy Carlo Koliakovo said. You got the Leafs lenses on because it's fucking it's two games minimum. The Leafs lenses. Wow. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They can't see anything. I like up that. There. Let's make that T-shirt. They Leafs can't lenses. see anything up there. <laughs> that's a great thing. Leafs lenses. Yeah, I saw it on his Twitter today. That's, that's great. Quite funny. Yeah. Carlo. Um, just drop your gloves. I like Leafs fans would appreciate it if Austin. And I love Austin Matthews. And did you pick him for the heart? I picked him for the goal scoring. Art Ross and uh, Rick, uh, Rick uh, maybe Rocket. Rick. We might have to look that up. I think you might have. And by the way, he could fucking win it. Like he's he, he, he well, yeah, but, man, he is. What he does out there? Yeah, it's it's crazy. So it's you, so, so you're sick, right. Man. He's gonna have some competition. The Headmans and the Kucherovs of the world. He is five points behind McJesus in points. He's got 45 snipes. He's six goals ahead of Dreisaitl. Hubie's what? First? Hubie, doobie doo. Hubie's tied for first with Connor. And then Johnny Hockey. What a year he's having. Matthews. I want to talk to you about Eichel's comments. Um, so first of all, it goes back to buff ups. They lose 3-1. Vegas has been struggling a little bit since I just got back in the lineup. But let's be clear on one thing. It's not Jack Eichel's fault. Stone's out. They've been banged up. Oh, they can't so fucking score really goals. Really shitty for me. You can't, expect, you can't expect Jack Eichel after missing a whole fucking year of hockey and after, ever, after having a surgery that no one's ever have, that he's just going to jump in and replace a stone or replace a patch that's been hurt or replace, you know, like you need your team around him. So, but he was pissed. He said, this is fucking great. He said, that's the loudest I've ever heard that place ever. It only took seven years and me leaving for them to get into it. Yeah. And it, and it was. Wow. But I think people are, are quick to forget just that this was not Jack Eichel's fault. Totally. This was, he got fucking, they wouldn't let him get the surgery. What is he supposed to do? Yeah. Had he got the sur- had they let him get the surgery, he was going to get the surgery. He was going to still play for the Buffalo Sabers. Life moves on. No one is even talking about this. But no, they blackballed him. They they forced him into a corner to basically say "fuck off, Buffalo." Like "fuck off" to the owners. So hey, Buffalo, fuck off. No, I agree. And hey, by the way, listen, he was there for seven years. Seven like he, years. It's not I like know. He played his entry level deal and then was like, "I'm out of here." Like seven years is a it's a long relationship. Yeah. Have <laughs> you, you know, ever beat, seven years? Beats I my longest by six and a half years, you know, or, or five and a half, whatever. <laughs> um, I just think Ike's was a little fired up. When I saw it, I was like, because I love Ike's and I don't want him to look. Uh, he was, he was bitter. He, he was, was bitter. He, it was bitter. He was bitter. He kind of let his emotions get to him, but that's, that's okay. That's I okay. like a guy that has emotions. So do I. But let's just remember Buffalo. Your owners were the ones that did this, not Jack Eichel. And for Vegas fans, up dog, is it they're they're sitting at 61 games played, 60, 68 points, tied with Edmonton. Edmonton's got some games in hand. Are you worried that I'm worried now? This sucks. That they might not make it? What is their their last 10? Like, what have they been? Their last 10, Man. they're three and seven. But they're hurt. They're banged up. But I, know I mean they're nobody. Nobody but now they got the cap issues. They can't even bring anyone back. Like it's tough. They're they're screwed. <laughs> I, I think they're screwed. Obviously. They're 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 definitely. There's reason for concern. There's reason for concern. Where is Leonard? Leonard is he hurt too? He I don't think he's been playing. I haven't watched. Maybe him they play trade for Flurry again. Bring <laughs> Flurry back. Yeah, he has been hurt. He has he been, has hurt been playing. We need to get we need to get Robin Leonard back in the thing. We need to get some. You know, win some fucking close games. 
Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. PP, like, let's get that power play. They're still going to get in. They're getting in, but Edmonton's I need them getting... to beat Edmonton by five points. No, our bet was just to win the – that bet's over. I mean, I Calgary's I had another Look bet. at L.A. Is L.A. kidding me? 74 points. Ike's hanging there, buddy. We love you. Keep going. You got to battle through it. Um, that's a funny quote, though. Uh, Ovi, he keeps on humming. Yager tied him. I was watching the game the other night. He was playing the Canucks. Did you see when Knetsov took his <laughs> took his goal, basically? <laughs> no. When did that happen? Knetsov got a hat trick that game. Really? And uh, I'm sure it was the Van game. Was it on Saturday? That Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So the first goal, Ovechkin takes a one-timer. It's falling on the goal line, and Knetsov whacks it in. <laughs> no way. Oh, it was great. But then he went on to get a hat trick, so it all worked out for the best. And, of course, Ovechkin's going to continue to score at will. So, so he's, not worried, really, about, he's it, not worried about taking Ovi's goal. No, he wasn't, but... Um, okay. I remember Yager, Obi, when I was playing in Florida, every other point was like a, a record, you know, and, yeah. and to be sitting third and for Ovi to, to catch him and now focused on Gordy, it's epic. It's epic. And the game I was watching, sorry, up dog, I got my days a little mixed up here eh, after the four-day golf bender. It was Wednesday <laughs> night. I watched them play the Oilers. They lost in overtime, and that's when Ovi got 766. So on Saturday night, Knetsev <laughs> He sure did. He sniped one from him. Speaking about Vancouver, did you see Peter Gurgis was at the Roxy last night? I saw it. Instagram. I, I'm going to be honest. It looks like the Roxy got a little facelift over COVID. That stage looked a lot bigger. It looked a lot cleaner than it used to be. Yeah, it probably smells a little better too now. See, he's be taking a little break. He used to be greasy in there. Yeah, Man, hopefully. I went this summer and it was closed though on me. I know. Hopefully yeah. over the, great point, but hopefully over the two-year hiatus, the they went in there and out. fucking really gave her a good once-over. Like new carpets maybe. <laughs> Scrub that. Whoa, yeah. Stinky. Ovi, keep going. You think he's going to do it? How many back are we now? He could pass Jaeger on Wednesday night, so tomorrow night against the Islanders, the poor Islanders. Oh, Updog, I want to talk about this. I thought this was pretty cool. Ovi and Backstrom last week played their 1,000th game together. Together, man. That's, That's awesome. pretty fucking cool. I thought, wow. like Has uh, has Kane and Taves done that yet? I don't think so with Taves and his injuries. Uh, That's true. Although Taves was fighting the other night. Because we don't have this, but is there anyone else maybe? I don't have it here. I don't have it here. What about about Stevie Y and, say, Lidstrom? Or Zetterberg and Lidstrom? Yeah, maybe. Or Datsuk and Zetterberg? I don't know if Datsuk ever got 1,000. Because he went over back to the the mother Russia quickly. I just thought, imagine playing 1,000 games, like... With your buddy or like, that's pretty, I was like, wow, like to play a thousand games by yourself, let alone with the same guy on the same line. Pretty special. Win a cup. I thought that was pretty cool. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to Wayne Simmons. Uh, Played his thousandth game. I mean, that guy's earned every minute of it. Uh, I just wanted to give him some love. A guy who I battled against, fought, but the guy that's came in the league one way, then became a goal scorer and now staying in the league the way he came in. It's, it's pretty cool, Uppy. It's, uh, I kind of know the drill other than scoring 40, Um, (laughs) but you know, you give him credit, man. He he was tough. He was a great teammate. All the guys in Philly loved him. He, like you just said, he went from being a an all star goal scorer, yeah, to again fitting a role that you know Toronto needs very desperately. And uh, it's nice that he's acknowledged and and to be acknowledged. It's always nice. Like you could go to Phoenix or Florida at the end of your career and get the thousand games there. But like when you're playing in Toronto, you know, although that's where he's from. There, he's a Scarborough. There's boy. a little lens up there that we were just talking about, but. It's kind of nice to do it with an original six and to be acknowledged like in front of those fans at your hometown. um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty badass. So 
Hopefully, hopefully he can figure it out and get one done. He looks like he's played a thousand oh, games, yeah, by the way. He's yeah. got no fucking teeth. His skin, his skin is looking a little rugged. I'm like, Simmer, you look like you played a thousand. So congrats to him. Real quickly, another guy we played against the majority of our career, Miko Koivu, got his jersey retired in mini. First one ever, right? Yeah. Guy was strong as fuck. Oh, my God. On the pucks, face-offs, in the corners, long reach. Seemed like a great guy. We never really got to know him too, too much, but... I played against him since we were kids, man. We were he was he was from Finland. Uh, we were Canadian. We battled hard. They always, like you said, the Finns are an incredible hockey nation. Mm -hmm. um, you know him, Miku Koivu, or sorry, him, uh, Tiomo Rutu, um, Yoni Pitkin, and those three guys <laughs> were like that age group that were just so hard to play against and always kind of set the standard for for Finnish hockey. Um, so, you know, congrats to him. He played hard. He wore that number nine very well for, yeah. for Minnesota. When you think of Minnesota Wild, you think of Miko Koivu. Yeah. So I thought that was fitting. Um, another thing I thought pretty cool, and you would know this, having a, you know, you had a daughter yourself. <laughs> Phil Kessel, who's got the, he's trying to chase down Yans. He's got 956 games in a row, but his, he was about to have his first daughter. I don't know if it's his first daughter or the birth of his next daughter. So he played one shift in Detroit. Jumped on the private bird and went home to keep the Ironman streak alive. I thought that was classy up, dog. It was. It sure was. Uh, that just proves that, you know, these Ironman streaks, you don't fuck with that shit. That's, that's what I mean. You do not mess with a guy who has played 960 games. Yeah. And if, if this is going on, you make sure that you get him the PJ, you get him on that ice, you get him high-fiving all the boys coming off. It's, it's huge. It says a lot for him. But is he going to get moved? It says a lot about Arizona, too. Is he going to get moved? I think he's got to get moved. Got to. Right, but again, do you get a motivated Phil Kessel? And no disrespect to Phil, I, I, I've got to meet him through loops and play obviously my whole career against him. I think he's a great, funny fucker. I'd love to play with him, but he's already got what two cups. Like, if you want Phil, you're like, hey, do you really want to go on a run or do you just want to, you know, finish out in Arizona and play golf for, you know, I don't know. Depends if he know, wants to man, play. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to like, <laughs> like battle. I think you do. I know you do because that's you played, you battled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying Phil didn't. He's got two more cups than I do, and a fucking bank account the size of a fucking serial number of tire but like i'm just saying if i'm a gm and i'm gonna go get phil kessel i want to have a conversation with him saying hey do you want to come play if not no hey no disrespect and i get it phil you want to go tee it up he loves teeing it up it would take a it, it would take a pretty ballsy gm to like sit him down and he'd be like who the fuck are you <laughs> i got two cups don't you fucking worry if i want to play or not i'll work the fucking half like he's like the modern day brett hall <laughs> yeah, fuck he, you. Is. he sure he is, is. So, but I mean, is the conversation there? I just don't think you can ever take away a champion like Phil Kessel's desire to still play in the playoffs. I just think because at the end of the day, he's going to look and say, will I ever get here again? And this is an opportunity to do it. Now, it takes a special team. Like, would he go back to Pitt? Maybe. Maybe. Would like Tampa Bay try to get a guy like that? I don't know if, you know. I mean, John not. Cooper would probably be a great coach for him though. Yeah. Right? Like it, there's a lot of places you could fit Phil Kessel in, totally. and whether it's third line, fucking whatever. He, he's not a liability out there. No, he makes God great no. plays, and he can shoot the biscuit. And and ultimately, if you got Phil Kessel in your room, you know it feeds other guys. So that's a great point. Great point by you. And, and maybe I'm overlooking it too much because if yeah, because like you said, he is a two-time Cup champ. I'm sure once playoffs start, he'll get it going. Your boy Hubie, Hubie Doobie Doo. What's going on with Hubie here? He's chasing the all-time assist record. He's just what's going on, buddy. He's yeah. He's one. I think he's one or two away from Joe Juno's record back in 1992. Wow, really? It's pretty awesome. This is for what French-born players? Or here, or? Uh, this I think I might have fucked that up. 
<laughs> it's either 92 or 2002, and I wrote it down in our little uh, rundown the other day. But currently has 65 assists. Um, That's 92, 93, Joe Juno had 70 assists for a left winger. That's the record. Wow. And Hubie right now is 65 assists as of Tuesday. He's chasing him. He's going to beat guy, him. The guy does magic with the cup. I was trying to get to Vegas tomorrow to see him for uh, for dinner. I was going to go in and watch a hockey game. They're coming here Friday night. They they were just here. Yeah, they're, they play the Ducks Friday night. Oh, fucking A. Try they're back-to-backs with Vegas. I'm yeah, sure I tried to get Weezy in the studio. He said, I don't have enough time. I said, you make fucking time, Weezy. No, I was joking. No, it's true, though. They play, let's see here. They play Thursday. We could go watch them play Friday. They, they play tonight in, uh, yeah, we could. Let's see here. Skedgy. They play tonight in San Jose. Then they got Wednesday off in Vegas. And then they Thursday play Thursday. against Vegas. And then Friday against the Duckies. They'll be staying the night on Friday, 100%. That would be awesome. Weeks' right. weather, weather Weegies is great. Weather Weegies is really coming out of his shell, isn't he? Yeah. What a, I mean, talk about just giving an opportunity and making the best of it. Yeah. I thought he was going to be in a legit National Leaguer. I got to be honest, I didn't think he'd be a top pair. I mean, if he, I don't want to jinx him here. If he keeps it going, he's going to get a fucking nice ticket, yeah. like a real nice one, like a game changer. Yeah. Where, you know, you can have that house with the boat slip and all that boat yeah, that pulls yeah. up and totally. all that nice stuff. But is He's, it in Florida? Because they, I mean, fuck, they got a lot of get a lot of guys making a lot of money. I know, maybe not. And Florida. by rights, they and by rights, they all deserve it because they're playing hell of a hockey. You know what? Hell great of a team hockey. would be able to sign Weezy. I don't know if he'd want to do it. He's from Ontario. He'd fit in nice with the Senators. I don't want to say that oh, like he should sign with the Senators. He's gonna kill you. He's gonna that. kill me. But that was a, when you just said a different team. I think Florida will find a way to sign him unless you know he wants to do a home run, home run. Which if he keeps up, he's going to. Hubie, good on him, up dog. He's going to break that record for sure. Nice little fact there, buddy. Way to do some digging. Um, Weegsy, this is a pretty fun, cool thing. I don't know if they had this when you were a Panther because you would have been right in the fucking – you probably would have won her. Um, they go with the best-dressed and best-groomed Panther. Um, so I guess it's flow with your suit and your facial hair or not facial hair. It's the whole package, you know, the who's, whole package. Who's doing that? Um, who's determining that? I don't know. It's a great little who's idea. Who's giving away that medal? Um, we'll have to ask Weegsy, but for two years in a row, he came second place to Anthony Duclair. Duclair's got some good style and he's got good hair and he's groomed up pretty nice. But Weegsy, back to back runners. Oh boy, Weegs. Yeah. He does have good flow. I got to give him credit. He's got he good was, flow. At dinner in Seattle, he was, uh, he, he was a head turner. Was he? Oh yeah. yeah. The, the waitresses yeah. were all in. Yeah. He's a good looking, cute kid. Hey, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so we actually keep it going. Florida keep it going. We're excited about them. Up, we we got to get they got to get to the second round so we can get out there and see the boys. Um, let's skip to the Josh Manchin trade. Um, you know how I feel about the Colorado Avalanche. I love that Joe Sakic didn't wait till next Monday to do this. Um, I think he's a perfect fit for the for the Avalanche. They needed a little more sandpaper back there. So now you go McCarr, Taves, uh, Gerard, Manson, Bowen, Eric Johnson, McDermott, or Jack Johnson. And then you got McDermott, who's probably going to... He may not play, but he's good to have there. He's a good guy to have. You might see McDermott up on the fourth line in a series if yeah. things aren't going the right way. He'll go out there and just... He had a great fight with Lucic. I think it was last week or the week before. Um, I, I think this is a great trade. And obviously, the Ducks retain 50% of the salary. They don't care about that. Um, I don't know. I thought Manson might have stayed, but couldn't figure it out. I, I know the feeling, um, obviously getting traded. I know that feeling. I know a feeling of not being able to stay healthy, Obes. Yeah. And that's been the knock on, on Manson. Unfortunately, it's just, it's so hard. You kind of ruin, 
it's like you need a change. Maybe it's something in the air down here or something. But he is a great player. He's um, He plays hard. He plays tough. Sticks up for his teammates. He's everything that Colorado Avalanche need for this playoff run, Obes. If he stays healthy, this is a great addition. You know, he's coming off a broken finger or whatever this year. And I just remember Getze always kind of being like, man, he's just – there's always some, like a yeah. nagging injury. Unfortunately, he just can't stay healthy and it just hurts. You know, it, it hurts his – his profile. And it's something, I guess, if you're Joe Sackick, you're concerned about heading to the playoffs, right? Like, fuck, is this guy going to stay healthier and all that? Yeah, but if he does, it's it's the best it's the best extra weapon, a right-handed, strong D-man who, who actually will play against other guys' top players. And if something goes down, it doesn't need to be Landy fighting. It could be Manson oh, yeah. fighting. Great you know point. what I mean? Great point. So he's going to be on the ice with Landy all the time. It's not... It's a great point. So, I, you know, I talked to uh, never, Johnny Michael Lyles yeah. today about, about that, and I... You know, I basically said, and he, he was actually saying he had beers with Landy on Sunday. You know, Landy had a procedure done on his knee, I guess. And Did Landy pick up the tab? I hope so. I hope so. I hope but, so. but they brought up Manson back Sunday, you know, a couple of days ago, and he said, I would have loved to have, I'd love to have Manson. So this is a, this is a dream come true, a wish that's uh, now, you know, now answered. And Joe Sack, like you said, why wait? Yeah. And it's, I never even thought about the fighting aspect of it. And you're right, because Manson can chuck him. And obviously, Landy probably at times, you know, to the coaching staff and Joel maybe chucks him too much. Like, what if they do play uh, Calgary? Yeah. Right? right? You totally. play Calgary or you play, you know, Vegas doesn't really have the Revo anymore, but Minnesota's a tough team. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to step up. The Blues play tough. Yeah. No, it's true. The Western Conference has some bite to it for sure. And I looked at the Manson deal as, <clears throat> because obviously the Avalanche play with a, like a really high pace. And Manson can skate. Like, he's tall and lean. He can skate. He can jump in the play. He can move the puck fairly quick. He moves good side to side. So I knew that he could keep up with the pace of play. And they love their defenseman jumping in the rush, and he'll do that as well. And then you add that physicality of fighting to him, which I don't even know why I didn't think about. So great job. That's a great pickup for the Avs. I still think if they can get someone up front that can play with a little jam, like Delorier from Anaheim here, if the Ducks are throwing in the towel saying the season's over, if I'm Joe, I'm calling Pat Verbeek again and saying, what does it take for Nick Delorier? I actually he would fucking too. be nice fit for them. So yeah, you don't want to fuck around too much, though. No, you no. Know, sometimes that's true. Just, let's yeah. my team. What else do we need? Well, I don't know what we need. I don't, <laughs> speaking of, I don't know what we need. We were gonna go over the rumor mill here, but let's be honest. Great transition. I've been golfing. You've been skiing. We ain't GMs. I said something last year about Matty Kachuk. I'm like fucking Twitter. Almost got shot. So we're not gonna go rumors. We're gonna break down the trades next week. Fair and enough. We will grade them. Fair enough. Because let's be honest, nobody knows where they're no actually going. No one's got going. the magic ball, all right? I don't know where they're going. I just hope it's a busy deadline, and I can't wait to grade them with you. Yeah, so we can tell them where they'd want to go if yeah. they want to have some fun, win some hockey. I will tell you one thing. This Kyle Dubas, he's going to need to make some kind of trade. Or he <laughs> gonzo. Or he's going to be looking for a job. Well, his job's year. on the line. Yeah. The, the whole Toronto Maple Leafs organization's job's on the line. Yeah. They, It'll better, be they better win at least one game in the playoffs. Because they're going to have to do it against either Carolina, Toronto, or Florida. And that's going to be tricky. Tricky dick. Tricky dick. Um, so, up, Doug, I can't wait for next week to break those trades down with you. Great time of year when you're not a player. When you're a media content guy like now, you don't have to worry about getting traded. It's a great time of year. I so. agree. We will move on to our good friends at DraftKings. Um, where the hell is this? Top titty. DraftKings top titty. Last week, first place. Oh, here we go. MBKDC, tough, tough Instagram name, fellow. You got to came up with something a little better than that. Who, what, what is that? Help the me MK. out. MK, just what? call him MK. MK or DC, McDick, 
What is that supposed to say, uh, Maxie? Anything? You got anything? MBKDC. 173.40 points. Tristan Jari, Bailey Hughes. Um, great win. Great turnout, too. Great, great turnout. turnout. Thank you for the turnout. We appreciate it. Listen, Minus it. myself. Ah, you're traveling. You're, um, I had a good week, 105. Princey off the mat. Brento. Brento seems like he's always just right in the middle of the fucking... He hovers around that 69 position all the time. He likes that 69 position, doesn't he? Brento. He he's a big fan of it. Maxi. Maxi, ever since you gave out your golden ticket, buddy, yeah, the hockey gods have punished yeah, you. It's like three or four weeks in a row now. Um, I've been riding the pine. The Punisher. Banger, banger, banger. You were just so excited that the fucking NBA, that the MLB locket was over. You didn't, you weren't focused on top titty, were you? Basically. I tried <laughs> a new strategy, didn't work out. Banta, banta, banta. Doyers, doyers. Um, the doyers. Congratulations to MBKDC. And to our listeners, thank you for playing. Like Uppy said, a great turnout. means a lot to us. DraftKings loves it. It's fun to do, too. As long as you don't forget to put it in like me and Uppy do three quarters of the time. This week, we got Flyers, Senators, Capitals, Hurricanes, Bruins, Jets, Sabres, Calgary, Panthers, Ducks that we talked about, Avalanche, Sharks. I got a oh. feeling I'm going to go heavy Calgary Flames. I mean, stick to what works. Yeah. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe the Panthers. Are the, are the Panthers going to go out after the game? And Are they flying right out? Yeah, they'll fly right out of Vegas. So they'll be get some good rest. So maybe we'll take the Panthers. On Friday? Yeah. Any other teams jump out to you there maybe? Um, you know what? I lost my sheet, so... Here you go. Watch this little fucking handoff. Look at that. There it is. Um, You know what? Yeah. I like to take... um, You got Calgary at home, yeah? I like that. I just think they're against Buff at home. They're going to probably put up some numbers. I think think you got to take... You you load up on some Hurricanes, some forwards. Who are they playing? they, They got the Capitals. Ooh. So they got caps at Hurricanes. I mean, that's just a good match, but... A lot of offensive outpouring there. I like that. Maybe take Ovi. Always take Ovi. Yep. When in doubt, take Ovi. He's like a fine wine. Updog, speaking of DraftKings, we'll keep it rocking with our lock of the week. You got the stats there. What do you have? Lock of the week. I mean, I'm leading the charge, 12-2. and Um, Wow. Tampa Bay over Edmonton. That was a win. That was a loss. Tampa Bay over Edmonton. Edmonton beat Tampa this week. Wow. Did I lose two? Um, Stand Canes by. and Flyers. Canes over Flyers. That's what Obi had. I don't know if. Um, Let me check. I here. actually don't see. So I had Hurricanes. They won three one. Yeah. And Updog had. Where'd you? Where'd Tampa you? over Edmonton. Oh, Edmonton four one. Eh. Yeah. The travel must have got to the, the travel must have got know. to the lightning. They were at Earl's. Yeah, they were. Calgary took a the bite. The big rig of pairs were at Earl's having some chili chicken and a couple beers. Um, all right, Ops, who you like to, who you like this Saturday? So I like um, to me right now, I'm taking I'm taking the Minnesota Wild. I haven't picked them yet. They got the Hawks at home. What a pick. That's that's my pick and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> that's my that's my pick and I'm sticking to it, eh? All right, all right. Is it back to the survivor or wait, we keep no, it cha- doesn't matter. You we take keep changing the who did I take last week? I won't take them. Who'd I take? I took the uh, Hurricanes, right? Wow, tough games here. Fucking Rangers Lightning. You like mine, don't you? I fucking love yours. I'm going to take the Edmonton Oilers at home against the New Jersey Devils. Lock of the week, DraftKings, baby. 
Oilers at home. I think Frosty's going to get the boys going. Frosty he's he's going to have the Devils fired up. And you got the Wild at home against the Hawks. That's a great pick. So, up dog. Always fun to have you back in the studio, buddy. We were both. Well, you got you look fresh. I was playing hurt today. Hope I hope I got through it for you. But um, we got a great guest coming up next. Talk about ESPN. How good he's been for the game. We got Bucci. Bucci, man. We got Bucci. I want to ask him about his turtlenecks that he's made cool again. Yeah, yeah, totally. Glasses, beard. That fucking turtleneck he rocks is, is unbelievable. So we got Bucci coming at you after this. Welcome back to Missing Curfew. Up dog. We talk a lot about, you know, how excited we were to have ESPN back covering hockey. And and, and this guy has done a great job. Calls a great play-by-play. I like that he can he calls a good game and then uses some of the hockey code in there, too, when he calls it. Sure does. Um and, and a guy that's uh, that has brought back the turtleneck and making the turtleneck cool again. So, Bucci, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, buddy. The turtleneck, our boy Updog at All-Star Weekend, I think in honor of you. I had to rock it. I, it I showed up with the black turtleneck on, Bucci. It was, it, it was epic. Yeah, it's about comfort and warmth on the road. Try something different. Want to try to look a little different, sound a little different without being distracting. So, uh, yeah, it's comfort first. So I think it's a – but you got to rock the velvet too. You got to bring that out of the closet as well. The velvet's a nice touch. I, did, I think I nice did have touch. the deep blue velvet on. Well, we actually, Bucci, we walked behind you. We were in Vegas for the All-Star Weekend, and you were just about to either do the skills. Yeah, it was the skills because we were there for there. And I walked behind you, and I no- noticed your jacket. I didn't know if it was velvet or whatever, but I could tell it was, as we would say, National League. It was custom-made in Buffalo because I lost my velvet in LAX Airport. Tweeted out a uh, kind of a, a sad video about all the great experiences I had with my velvet throughout the years. It was I got it for seventy bucks at Macy's. So this guy contacted me in Buffalo. Tom Barnett made this incredible, incredible velvet jacket. You know, custom made. I went there twice. Great pictures on the inside of all my hockey memories throughout the years. So that's where I unveiled it there at the uh, at the skills competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I saw it. I was like, "Well, Bucci's looking nice." And there's, nice. and there's nothing like uh, you know feeling like you're an absolute pro in the. National League than getting a nice fresh like custom made suit. No, right? yeah. and, and we all and the in the NHL you always got to have like that guy, right? You can't be going yeah. out shopping yeah. all the time. I just remember Bucci my first time I got a custom suit in the NHL. I'd never had my name inside my suit before, right? So I just like opened it up. I was like, wow, my name's on there. That's kind of nice. First one, it's the first one for me. First time <laughs> I've had it inside my too. So yeah, it feels good. It took a while for me. It took longer, but it, it, it feels good. So so Bucci, let's just talk first about you know I said me and up we were so excited about getting hockey back on ESPN. I I think you do an unbelievable job um you know how excited were you to get it back because even when it wasn't there following you you would always stick up for hockey and talk about it on espn so you must have been thrilled oh yeah it was it was an amazing uh you know few years i had a sense you know we got the world cup of hockey back in 20s uh was it 15 or 16 so i knew next time around we were going to be a player and uh you know the closer it got i even tried to plan my whole life around it my contract and I kind of scaled back from work two years ago, uh, took a big pay cut on my own just to kind of work less and kind of recharge my batteries, hoping this day would come, kind of bet on that happening. It did. Now I'm all, you know, my battery's fresh. I'm all fired up. And so, yeah, and I knew about a month before the announcement, um, just about almost, well, that's almost like a year from now. I think the announcement was March, mid-March, right about this time last year. 
February, I heard we definitely got half of the package for sure. They weren't sure about the other half. Then there were rumors we might just go get the whole thing because if you know, there might have been a price for that. Well, I don't know how true that was. but So I was pretty sure. But until that announcement came, you never know when someone could just wake up Apple or Google or Amazon and write one gigantic check and get the whole buy, buy the whole league if they want. Yeah. So, uh, so I, but yeah, when it was announced and then all the outpouring of nostalgia for the for the good old days, 17 years ago when we had it. And then now walking into rinks, you know, people look at you and they're so nice and so great to have you back. And the NHL's pumped. All these places are pumped. So at least for this first year, it's been a great honeymoon period where everyone's just glad to see you. <laughs> it's probably better that it left for 17 years because had it stayed by now, I would have been, you know, kind of tired out and, and people probably bored of seeing me. But now I was able to stay employed and then kind of put on ice for 17 years and now back again and and given play-by-play a shot and the point and so it could really could not have worked out any better i think for yeah. me anyway yeah. yeah you guys have done a great job and just it, let's touch on the on being back in the rinks and like the smell and the sounds and you know getting to you know wear that nice velvet suit like at the match again and not just being in a studio obi and i you know we're in a studio a lot here and we love what we do and we love talking hockey but I miss, I miss the cold, you know, inside the rink. I miss having the fans. I miss that, you know, those moments. Um, Just, I guess the excitement around that, how's that been, you know, getting to see the young players and getting to meet them. And I'm sure they all look up to you too. (laughs) Well, yeah, that, that is the coolest part. I mean, just to, that, that's what kind of gets my heart going. That's the reason why really I work still is to do the games at the rink. Everything else is really a lot more work, more difficult, late nights in the middle of Connecticut. It's just, you know, but to go to games and to have that hot drink during morning skate as you walk around talking with people. And then, yeah, you're right. That's the thing about, you know, we lost hockey and then social media kind of gave me a bridge. You know, I, I, in fact, I looked at, I, I look back, I was kind of going through my likes on my, on my uh, Twitter page, just getting rid of them. I, it's kind of my personality is like to kind of, you know, get rid of stuff. I don't, I don't want. So I just, I, I think I found the first Bucci overtime challenge tweet, which was 2011. I wasn't sure what the year was, but I guess it was 2011. So it did that. Then college hockey, that kind of gave me a bridge uh, to at least kind of stay in the game, do my own thing, create my own kind of persona on Twitter and a little bit on Instagram. And, uh, and so, yeah, so now that we're back, you know, I did the Columbus Toronto game the other day and I'm, you know, I'm just walking down before we get to talk to the players, you know, we get to talk to the coaches, they talk to the media and then we get a one-on-one since we're rights holders. It's really cool. We get to talk to all these coaches one-on-one. And again, they're, they're, again, they're always glad to see, Oh, nice to see in person. Nice to see in person. So again, everything's <laughs> fresh and new. There's no, nothing, uh, you know, bet negative about it. And then I'm walking down the hallway and here comes Justin Hall of the Maple Leafs. And he's like, Hey, Bucci. And it's like, you know, it's like, that's so cool. Cause I called his goal that he scored with 0.6 seconds to go when Minnesota beat North Dakota national semifinal game in Philadelphia in 2014, you know, and then, and here it is now, you know, and, and it's just so cool that I have that connection. So all those college guys, now that I'm in the league kind of new again, new at it, doing play by play for the first time. Yeah, they, they kind of grew up with me. Like Austin Matthews DM me when he was 17 asking for a Bucci overtime challenge t-shirt. You know? <laughs> now, now he's the best player in the league. Yeah, you know, it, sure so is. it's really cool that that, that, that kind of happened like, to 
gives me that kind of, as I get back in the game, trying something new, they kind of do kind of, you know, accept me a little bit and maybe, you know, and have a relationship with me. So I'm not, because you know, obviously when new people come on the scene, a new player, as you know, a new coach, a new broadcaster at first, it's like, or, or you know, even like sometimes your fam- favorite band comes up with an album, you don't like it first. Like, and sometimes those are the albums you end up liking the best, but sometimes there's always a bit of a negative reaction when something's new and fresh. Yeah. And, uh, and luckily I had that kind of, you know, buffer by kind of being in some of these people's lives via Twitter and via social media and a little bit sports center as well. Um, although I think for the young people, it's more the social media impact than it is the television impact. Cause as you know, young people don't, you know, don't watch as much television as we did when we were young. Yeah. Bucci, I want to ask you about the game now and, and, and you followed hockey a long time and, you know, me and Uppy and, Probably more me, Bucci, than Uppy, right? Sometimes I complain about it's a little soft and, you know, there's not as much fighting and, and this and that. I'm an old grumpy dinosaur, but you're there, you're there live watching it. You've seen the game come as far as anybody from when you covered it back in the day to now. What do you think of it live? Is it a good, is it in a good position in your mind? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, again, I grew up in I, I grew up with hockey in the '70s. So I was raised with the big bad Boston Bruins and the Flyers, and so I'm kind of a Neanderthal when it comes to, <laughs> to fights and, and penalties yeah. and suspensions. Like I didn't think the Brad Marchand thing was a big deal. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> See, Bucci, you could talk with us any that's day. That's good buddy. for the games. Yeah, you TV. Talk with us any day. <laughs> Literally, there was like that was like couldn't have been nothing there, you know. So anyway, but so that that's I'm more of that thing. But you're right. Sometimes. You know, that's what what was cool about the Jack Eichel game, uh, returning to Buffalo that we did on ESPN Plus. You know, me and Ferraro, it's like you had this villain, which we don't have as many villains as we used to. Again, that's mm-hmm. what makes Mar Marshan so important for the league and good for the league is he's a villain on top of being really good. You know, usually villains are, are scrubs, but he's actually good and a villain. And, and, and at least for that night in one city, Eichel was the only place – you can be a villain is in Buffalo, you know? And so we had that villain aspect. We had two fights, you know, we had, you know, the, the home team win who's been terrible all year. It's the best moment of the season for them. So that had, that was like an event, mm-hmm. but you're right. There's 14, what, 1400 games a year. I think now with 32 teams around there, I could be off by a couple hundred, but roughly right <laughs> around there, they're all not going to be good. Yeah. And there are some, and there are some nights like I've done a couple of games like where there hasn't even been a body check. Yeah. Like maybe one kind of, but like where's Steven Webb winning him in the first yeah. round of the playoffs? <laughs> game. Hey, we bumped in the we bumped in the Webby at the Stadium series in Nashville. I love Webby. And that's a great example. And and, and Bucci, real quick, just to bounce off that, the fighting aspect of it, you know what? Doing this, I, I never loved it. And guys that I thought loved it didn't love it. So I'm not talking about fighting. But right. I'm talking about body checking, like you said. And don't get me wrong, there's there's games throughout my career where there were stinkers, but there was still some physicality to it. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. It, it's important to realize there were – I remember I went to a Boston Bruin game, I think, back in 1989, afternoon game, Cam Neely, you know, Lyndon Byers, plenty of guys out there. And I just – for some reason, that game's always stuck with me. It was just a blah game. You know, they all can't be good. Like I said, there's a lot of them. The guys get tired, whatever reason, and and there's just nothing there. That's fine. It happens. Um and, but for the and 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 that's why I think the league. That's why I've kind of fallen in love with the skill and almost like the short area passing the defenseman who makes that quick move and makes starts the breakout play. Like I love that. That gets me going. I try to point it out when I'm calling the game. Like what a great play that is by like a, you know McAvoy. So good at that on the breakout. Yeah. He's like a center, and I, I like to 
amplify that. There's, you know, I don't, I don't want to be taught having a conversation and missing out on those little cool short passing moments from a D man. And to me, that's, that's where the game has taken maybe its biggest leap in the last 20 years is the skill and skating of defensemen and how they get out of trouble and how they make plays. Even like someone like Matt Grizzlick still on the Bruins. Yeah. He's just an amazing skater and he can make these quick moves down low and spin away, boom, start to break out and they're gone. Like I like stuff like that, amplifying that. So in lieu of, you know, body checks, the guys are going faster, the collisions are worse and they're trying to make those as safe as possible. There's some skill there that you can maybe at least amplify and get excited about if the physical stuff that we, you know, that, that really carnal stuff that we kind of are, been programmed for through evolution through thousands of years yeah. you know <laughs> that stuff excites us you know because yeah. you know like, like i said five thousand years ago we're hunting for dinner we're not that much different than we were five thousand years ago as a species mm-hmm. so that's still inside us that's why we like it that's why when there is a fight we, we get accelerated heartbeat you know we get a fight or flight feeling that that's why because we're still the same as we were you know five thousand years ago hunting for dinner yeah. so <laughs> So in lieu of that, I try to use more of the mental, the, the, the intellectual part of our bodies to point out amazing moments of skill, passing footwork and hands and, 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 and thinking the game and good, and good poke checks, whatever it is, yeah. to keep the viewer engaged. Because yeah. you're going to rely on fights and body checks and sometimes goals, then you're going to have a blah broadcast. So that's when I try to compensate otherwhere to keep the, the viewer engaged. Yeah, and that's a great point real quick. That's a great point how the game has changed. Because when I was a defensive Bucci, I, the puck would get dumped in and I would want the guy to come with me. Like, come on in here, buddy. D to D, baby. D to D. And I would wait to take the hit and then move it where now these kids, great point yeah. by you, yeah, like McCarr, McCar- these guys are out of there before. I was just going to say, what McCarr can do with his hips, that, that mm-hmm. you talk about evolution of species, Five years ago, our hips didn't work like that. <laughs> so, so it was never part of anyone's game to actually do the old cradle, that 10 and 2, all the way across the blue line at such a dynamic level. So, you know, when you talk about the creativity and the speed and what these young defensemen are doing, my last couple of years, Bucci, our coaches would be like, even if it was Hitch, who could be a dinosaur for coaches because he's very old school, but every pass beat the forwards up the ice. Join the rush. I don't care if it's five guys. Get up there. Make plays. You know, and then some of the best teams now in the league, and Vegas has been doing it a lot. Um, Gerard Gallant is, a, is an advocate for it. But join that rush. Make it exciting. Score some goals. You know, we got a goalie. So let's, you know, so let's go. Um, where, should we, where, where should we go next? I, I want to go. I want to ask you. I, I, I want to ask you, Bucci. Um, obviously, you talk about Twitter, and, and you're great at it. And the chicken parm thing, I, I, we talked about before we got you on here. It, it's my favorite meal, which probably isn't surprising to my figure here. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think of it a lot like Max Homa. And, and what Max Homa did with, with ripping guys' golf swings, and people love it, right? Guys line up with the worst swings and they want, and they want you to rip their chicken parm. They, they'll, yeah. se- they'll send you a chicken parm that if I had a dog, I wouldn't let it eat. And they send it to Bucci and you rip it. So I just think the engagement is, is amazing yeah, for course. that. <laughs> yeah, people do like that engagement. That it's almost like an intimate moment for them yeah. to engage somebody. And yeah, like you said, they want me to rip it. Oh, some people look at that like I'm being mean. No. You know, they, <laughs> they come hard at me, but you know, I can just I can shrug that aside. I get it. Some people aren't, you know, they don't quite have the, the the touch to understand what sometimes what social media is and what I'm doing there. And it is always in fun and good taste and, and having a good time with it. So yeah, again, I don't know how that started everything, whether it's the Bucci overtime challenge or college hockey, 
or this thing. I don't know how they start. Like I don't have, like, I don't do business <laughs> plans. I don't strategize. I don't think about things. I just kind of go. And then, and then sometimes shit just happens and I don't know <laughs> how it happens or why it happens, but it just, it just kind of does. And then, you know, and, and I think it, it all, because it all, for me, it all starts about having fun. Mm -hmm. Like when I was in college, I played intramural basketball. I used to make rankings of each intramural basketball team, A, B, and C. Like the C leagues were all the wrestling football players and wrestlers, and they were just hacking and whacking. But I would make like a top 10 C league intramural basketball team list, and I'd put it on the cafeteria door. When people come in, they couldn't, they couldn't wait to see those rankings every Monday. Yeah. And again, that's just about making it fun, making something seem bigger than it is celebrating it like you know if you put on a party some people go nuts they have an all-white party everybody comes in white and they have amazing decorations and they have a band and they have a dj and that just makes the party better yeah. and that's all i try to do with you know with with life and with whether it's my twitter feed or social media or whatever it's just let this is one big party and let's try to make it as, as, as fun and as interesting as we can with a DJ, with a theme, with you know, good music, with an awesome, you know, decorations. Or for me, it's like I said, rankings, busting on people's chicken parm, you yeah. know, college, giving college hockey some a brand name some and a pom-pom yeah. to celebrate the players who don't get a lot of shine. And then the Bucci Overtime Challenge, same thing. It was just kind of a fun little thing I threw out there and it turned into this kind of like this business. I've given away, a, you know, I probably sold a million dollars worth of t-shirts and hats in the last 11 years just from a goof yeah. <laughs> all by myself yeah. out of my house all my stuff's in my attic <laughs> that's how we on. do it too that's great yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> how we, that's how we started that's, too it's i think that's also an intimate moment i get yeah. the, i get the order on my shopify i get i get and hey, look here's, i get these boxes right here i put them together i throw the hat in the box <laughs> i print out the label i go to the post office i drop it off it goes to that person's house it, they get it they open it up and they get a hat and, and that's almost like a it's kind of a stretched out a long distance, intimate kind of moment. Yeah. There was a connection there. You know, I, I went through the process of putting that thing in a box. They got it. Now they wear it. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So again, that's and how that stuff starts. I don't I have no idea. Um, I, I probably should apply myself better. So more <laughs> but I'm just having a good time. Yeah. Uh, Bucci, that's, that's great. And you talk about having fun. Um, you got your ESPN team back together. You got legendaries, you know, Linda Cohen, Steve Levy. You finally given, um, you're finally given our boy, our coach, uh, some teammates there at ESPN, but, um, right. collectively, what was the excitement like for y'all to come back and have a team that actually gets to, you know, bring, bring hockey to the American viewer on ESPN again, like that, that team atmosphere for you, you know, must've been super exciting to get back. Yeah. Um, it really is Scotty. I mean, it, it couldn't have again, a better time for me in my life. You know, I got divorced six years ago. My kids, I started young. So my kids are gone. They're all grown out of the house. So it's like, man, life got quiet fast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, really, it was like, it's a shock and it's tough. And it's, um, so yeah. So to, and funny you said it, cause that's the, when I tell people that's the most, the biggest thrill for this besides extending my career <laughs> is uh, a few years. <laughs> Is uh is the family being on the team of the absolutely team. on the road? You get there, you know, you, you you fly in the day before the game. You go out have dinner and drinks, then you go to the morning skate, take your nap, smash your chicken parm, go to the <laughs> rink. Uh, you, you do the game, and then you're just wired like an athlete is after the game. You've napped, you prepared all day, you've kind of rested for the day. You peak between seven thirty and nine thirty, and now you're just wired. And I need bourbon now. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Bucci, right you could have played on my team any day, buddy. You could have played <laughs> no. on my team any day. Are you but superstitious yeah. at all, Bucci? No, 
I'm not. Is yeah. anyone on the squad? Anyone doing anything weird before they're you know before they're on air? Like I know Chicken Parm's got to be doing something. <laughs> I, I worked a game with yeah. Ray Ferraro before, but uh, any one of the teammates doing something that you know they've been around forever? What's Barry yeah. putting in that hair? Yeah, it was, yeah, Babylon. Yeah. <laughs> I always say very Scottish. He, he he doesn't have a receding hairline. He's got a protruding hairline he's closer to his eyebrows. So he's a legend. Uh, so, and we're doing the Frozen Four again this year. We started in 2013. It'll be in Boston, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and so I'm looking forward to Barry. He's such a such a kind, generous guy. How he he was a great role model for me. Although I, I always have treated people well but just to see him on the road everyone asked to take a picture or first it was autographs now you know since phones came along no one asked for autographs it's just pictures um and just see you know he never says no no matter what and so he's always such a cool guy to hang with everyone loves him and uh but yeah that family atmosphere is has been so important for me i love it i love all the group that we have and messier and chelios and tortorella and weeksy and callahan and you know, we're doing games with brian boucher and aj malesco and emily kaplan now and and you mentioned linda and uh and everyone that i work with so uh and ferraro as well who was back from the old days so yeah but superstition no, everyone's pretty cool it is nothing really crazy um anything like that you know it, it's just prepare for the game do your best because uh, you know we're covering the whole league and then try to make sure you you know that you're you're informed so because you know, again we're a national thing so we're getting two fan bases watching us and we're not going to make them both happy you get those corresponding tweets you know you're pro islanders you know you, you're pro blue jackets you know from both from the same game yeah you know so <laughs> you, you really can't listen to that but um but it's just something you have to deal with. You're in a no-win situation there. Yeah, yeah. Bucci, I love your rundown of game day, man. That brought back the memories <laughs> yeah. to my game day. So I thank yeah. you for that because that's how you feel after a game. You're like, just give me a bourbon. I got to relax here. But I want to ask you about John Tortorella. Torts was uh, – I had Torts for two and a half years in Tampa. I was a young kid. Um, you know, he made me a better player, but he made me a better man. At the time, I thought he was picking on me, right, because he was calling me in this office every week, showing me video every day ripping me but looking back john tortorella means the world to me um i tried to get him on this podcast his text back was hilarious like after after all the zegers stuff bucci i'm like torch come on here okay he's like i'm not even gonna tell you what he wrote but uh how is it working with him you're an old school guy you must appreciate where torch is coming from oh yeah that, that's that's i was coached hard as a kid i mean i was slapped across the face in high school once by, by a coach i didn't tell anybody because like i probably deserved it i don't know what it was but i probably deserved it so i'm not going to tell mom and dad you know that's just we were coached hard that's that's i i came from that era of you know bike shorts white white socks up to your knees spot belt <laughs> shoes you know and a, and a coach who can bench press 450 you know that, yeah. that's the kind of guys they were they were intimidating young men in their late 20s early 30s who uh still had testosterone flying through their bodies you know <laughs> and so that's the way i was coached so but towards it's kind of cool because you know i'm if i was a young person he would obviously be very intimidating his, my career's kind of in his hands now he's in my territory i've established myself i'm fine he's not going to affect my job so i can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with yeah, him yeah you do i'm not going to take his stuff i'm going to call do. him out on his you know on yeah. his crap but i think he likes that like he likes that because i think so many people probably, you know, especially players probably cower to him and he's looking for a challenge. He's looking for a fight sometimes. That's what he wants. Absolutely. You know, and he likes the drama. Like he's one of those classic coaches who says, you know, that the media is a pain in the butt. I don't want to do media, but they're really performers deep down. Like they love it. Yeah. You know? they, <laughs> 
they know it's a big show and they can and they can use the media to make a point and to create something to create a mood and you know bobby knight was the same way i hate the media they love the media they love the attention yeah. now torch isn't that way you know torch is not as you know not an egomaniac no he's not an intention getter at all he's just uh he's just a passionate guy who like you said comes from a certain ethic and is and is is uh, stitched a certain way and that's just the way it is but he's still looking to learn he's still flexible he's still i think searching he's you know he's still but he's definitely a person who's a giver like you know what he does with rescue horses and rescue dogs now yeah. and he was, and just so he's definitely the kind of guy who is a, a person who gives that's where he finds his happiness early to bed early to rise and so <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting to see i'm sure he'll get a job this summer somewhere and uh and it'd be very interesting to see. I, I wish he wouldn't because I think he'd be great on TV. He's one of, you know, hockey hasn't had a lot of stars in terms of broadcasters. Yeah. And he's definitely one of them. He's sticky. He's got that sticky quality that, I mean, look how many times he's gone viral this year from the Zegras goal. To, <laughs> yeah. to, I mean, that was, I mean, he's, he's going viral and not yeah. a lot of hockey broadcasters do. Yeah. And you're so right, Bucci, like everything Torch does as a coach. And I didn't know this at the time because I was young, but looking back, it's, it's always calculated towards the team. Yeah, he, he hates the media, but he does it with a purpose. Like, it's all about the team, and he is a giver. He just he has a funny way of showing it sometimes. And I love I love how you keep him honest, and I love how Torts will not change his – he will not change his ways. Like, he will oh. not change his ways. So, no, he, I, I love him. I love him. Love, yeah, no, I love him too. I, I love him too. Bucci, uh, the Heritage game was just this past weekend, and Shane and I were just at the stadium game in Nashville. It's amazing to see – you know, we, we both played in Nashville. It's amazing to see 70,000 people be able to fill up a football arena to watch the Nashville Predators play the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that's amazing. Um, as far as it goes for the game on television itself, Ovi and I often talk, How you know, how can we make the game – just a little more interesting or a little more flashy on TV for the younger kids or, you know, the, the average parent who is either going to choose a basketball game or a hockey game to watch. Um, is there anything that stands out to you? You probably really love the game, but you're seeing it live. When you watch it on TV, is there anything that stands out to you that can make our game better or another place we can go with it? Yeah, I mean, that's always the search. I've, I've always argued that hockey is a great TV game. I mean, when I watched it in the 70s and the 80s, I, I, again, I, I, I can see the puck. I know where it's going. I can follow the game. Um, I always thought it was a good game to watch, and I've always, wa and I've always watched it. Uh, now, in terms of the outdoor game, that is different because I find myself not watching outdoor games for the most part. I just yeah, don't. I'm with um, you, yeah. The the uh, the ta little, uh, Lake Tahoe one that was different because of the obviously the pandemic. It was a very interesting backdrop, beautiful. Um, the camera angles could be more aggressive because you weren't blocking fans. Um, that one that was one that I watched the whole thing. That was cool. With another now the Nashville one seemed like maybe a top three outdoor game ever. You know the first few like at Fenway when it was a new novelty, it was really interesting. But on their own, I mean the players were all in. It was the most competitive game. They were into it. Um, the walk-ups with their different uniforms and stuff, you know, the different costumes, that's sometimes some of the stuff. And maybe they need to capture that more and keep going back to it more. And uh, But in terms of camera angles and the game, and, uh, you know, that, that's I'm sure they're still trying. But I thought that was one of the ones that was actually pretty good. But for the most part, I don't find myself watching them because it doesn't seem like the hockey is great. I've been to one as a fan. I took my sons back in the day when Pittsburgh played Washington, that, the game that Crosby's 
obviously got the concussion when it affected him for two and a half years. Yeah. And it's, it's not a great experience as a fan at an outdoor game. It just <laughs> isn't. The buildup is walking in. It's like a, it's a festive feeling and things like that. But the actual game, you can't hear it. And the sounds of hockey are one of my favorite things and you, you can't hear it yeah. in those things. And uh, so, but again, they keep selling out and the ratings are still pretty good. So as long as that's the case, you know, the, the revenue has to be good when you fill these football stadiums. I know it's expensive to do, so I'm not sure what the profit is, but um, yeah, it, in terms of technically what you can do to capture more intimacy there, more microphones, um, that's the goal. And the, and the league is better and the players are better about letting in, interviewing them during warmups, which was awesome. We do that now. We, we interview p- coaches as the, while the play goes on. Like I almost feel kind of weird again, being old school. It's like, I, that's, that's their time. But here I am talking to Brad Larson while the, the game's going on. You imagine Torch doing that. Not a, he would write the check for that fine every game. There were some not, nights where I wished the microphone when I went and talked to him. Really, so he would stop yelling at me. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't see that play. Hey, Bucci, what's the one cool thing you guys do? Is it called the shift or something where like you guys stop talking and it just go, is it called the shift or what's it called? The rush. The, the rush. rush. And like, I think that's what me and Uppy are talking. And, and, and I'm with you. We're, we're old school hockey guys. We can watch a hockey game on television. Right. There's some people that call games that I don't love, but that's neither here nor there. But we were talking more about building something like you said for TV and, and that rush thing that you guys did as an ex player, when you just get a feel for how fast it is, the sounds of it, the guys yelling D to D, that's that's the thing I think fans want to hear more. More me as a fan yeah. now, that's what I love. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. I don't know why. And that was, um, and again, I, I that's why I try to talk less during. I, like I, I don't do a radio call. I don't. I don't. I don't like you know describe every little thing that happens. I try to do it, you know, fewer verbs and just kind of maybe a guy's name, where it might be going, who could be open, because I want to hear that. Like you said, I want to hear that sound mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it's just trying to figure out, I think, the camera angles, because at times I think the rush, as they made camera cuts, you lost it. Wait, where am I? What end of the ice I'm at? Am I too tight? Like, where's the flow at? Because there's a reason why that camera one, it's a really good camera. You can see a lot. You know, you can really see a lot. And it tells it tells a great story. So, um, yeah, but that's true. That, that is that 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 part. Um, I agree. Hearing making it more hearing audio. And uh, and hearing the crashes and seeing the speed, but again, see that's the thing. And, and maybe I need to step away sometimes and look at it like a complete amateur. They'd say that's a always a good tip to have in, in our lives when we do something. Look at it like you don't know anything about it. That's a good way to improve because once you get locked into your ideas, you're not going to get better. So you look at it from like an amateur beginning mindset, whether it's golf, whether it's weightlifting, whether it's eating, whatever it is. It's a good and I need to do that sometimes because again, to me, the game looks great. I can see all the little skill and 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 it looks great to me. I love every game that's on TV just about. <laughs> so but I need to step back, like you said, and uh and and try to how can we make it even better? And we de- that was definitely a goal of ESPN this year. What can we do to show off the speed, show off the skill? And I'm sure we'll keep looking into that. Have have you guys talked about doing the the second broadcast of like a cool game with like the way the Manning brothers did it on ESPN this year and, and maybe who those guys could it be Chelly and mess like sitting there kind of, you know, bringing in a couple of their buddies. They're both great. I mean, awesome yeah. guys. Um, I, I think it's a great idea. Um, I, you know, the mega cast, we do it like with national football game where we have yeah. like ESPNU has all the coaches in a room watching the game. ESPN, you know, news will have me and a couple anchors just talking. One might be a Georgia fan. One might be an Alabama fan. And we just kind of riff on the game. And so you get, yeah, you give people like five, six options, but I do agree that, I, you know, I, I, I've been meaning to, to offer that even offer to do that during the playoffs. Hey, let me, 
hang out with Chelly and Mess. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the game like that and and have them go. So, but you know, some people obviously if it's if it's two people, a fan who's who is one of their teams are playing, they want to watch the game. Yeah. They want to be locked in with broadcasters. They don't want that kind of stuff, but other people like to kind of float around and get a different taste. And yeah, because because TV people, it's like we don't want you to turn the channel. At least if you turn the channel from short attention spans, maybe you'll go to another uh, channel that's broadcast of the game for a different view. Now go back, go back and forth. You kind of kind of jungle around. That's the point, I think, of doing that. So yeah, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna suggest that actually one more time to see if we have any plans on doing that, how we can do it, what are yeah. the logistics. But I think that'd be a be a great idea yeah everyone's yeah. got their tablet now anyways right you sit yeah. you set up your yeah, ipad you're watching your phone, right at the same time you're right you're checking yeah. the live bets on DraftKings. you're you know you're tuning into bucci <laughs> calling the you know calling yeah. the game in between periods so no and bucci that's what when i i love the way you call a game and i love that you have the the locker room lingo too but you don't go too far of like you know whatever you you say little things that like as an ex-player i catch right like if it's like i don't know you say backhand sauce or something or you're good at like you know what I'm saying? You have the little yeah. hockey locker room talk that you mesh into your broadcast. And that's one of my favorite things about listening to you guys. And I think you guys have done a great job at ESPN this year. Well, I try, yeah, I try not to be distracting. And, and the reason, you know, why I say sauce, because the guy actually did pass it just over the four checker stick just to be descriptive. My goal is to be, you know, really to be descriptive and to sell the players and the skill that they're showing here that maybe you might not a normal play-by-play guy again wouldn't mention a skating play an amazing poke check how strong a guy is uh, the, the great breakout play boom boom here they go and uh watch out for Olison. he can rip it the other in the, in the and he got it and he scored like that was perfect because yeah. i was like i want to point out before it happens oh he's open he gets score you know just to build that up and kind of watch the game that way like you and me are in a bar pounding our bourbon and we're watching <laughs> at a bar it looks open watch out for that like that's how i want to do a broadcast yeah. i want to do it like sitting at a bar now i still have to describe the action and and point out the players because it's a fast game and you can't do that on tv as well as you can in the arena even though we're so up high it's it's hard there you, I, I usually do it standing up i'm like a middle linebacker calling the game because i, I want my my brain to be totally on and function that's why the nap that's why the parm because my, <laughs> my, my body loves carbs man yeah, my body just it's like amphetamines pastas for me so that gives me all the energy and it gets my brain synapses firing so i can really notice plays and, and line changes and, and and a guy coming down the wing and who is that guy i, I can tell how he skates who it is which way he's shooting that's my clue too and so yeah so it's uh so i try to use you know you want to use a few different words i don't want to have a tick because i don't want you know i don't want to say the same thing because people hear it all the time and oh there's that word again there's that word again so that's why i, I kind of want it so i want to have a, a wide range and make them come out naturally and not force them in yeah you're gonna and that's like too we drink too many bourbons at the bar Bucci. i'm like did you i missed that play Bucci. what happened there did you see it <laughs> <laughs> ah we got a goal ah, i don't know what happened Bucci, but we'll catch you on the highlights buddy we'll catch you Replays for yeah, exactly. Uh, Bucci, we love everything you guys are doing on ESPN. We got the trade deadline coming up here. Um, we're gonna ask you a couple questions. I want to ask you. It was actually a question that we got asked by our girl Jackie Redmond on NHL Network today. Okay. In your opinion, who is the most desperate team at the deadline right now? Ooh, like desperate to make a team, like the desperate to make a trade to either win a Stanley Cup, win a playoff round, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's got to be Toronto and the goalie. Yeah, I think they're, they're probably right there, you know, because, again, these superstars are at the point now where, you know, other superstars from former generations have already won their cups. They've made their postseason claim, you know, 
you know, Bobby Orr was a young man when he went flying through the air. Uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky's 92 goal year. He was in Stanley Cup. You know, he's a 21 year old dude. Crosby was a young man. You know, it takes other people longer. Ovechkin, Iserman, some people it takes longer. And even Mario it took him a little while to, to, to get going. So there's nothing wrong with that. It, every situation is different. Some guys join a great team right away and others don't. Um, but you got to look at that. I, I would think them in terms of desperation. Um, you know, Colorado seems to be ultra hungry to do as much as they can. I look at them as the hungriest team because they're such a big favorite to win. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're the, so it seems like there's more pressure on them than anybody else. Cause it really seems like they separated themselves from the league. So I'm sure Joe's thinking like even today, you know, the, the Joe's for Sturm trade, you know, that's like a little thing, but he probably feels like that's a big thing. You know, Sturm is, can fly. He's big. He can play the middle fourth line. You know, if you had to move up to third, he probably could. So I'm sure he's kind of thinking that he's not letting any you know stone go unturned. I really think there's a lot of pressure on Colorado, and that's why Sack is going to try to do everything he can to get Giroux if he can. Yeah. Do you think Tampa Bay can go back to back to back? And yeah, if, man, and if so, as... do they add anything at the deadline? You think? Do they add? Yeah, it's tough with. You know, obviously cap stuff, but you know it's so weird because you know Hedman's better than he was last year because of health. Stamkos is better than last year because of health last two years. Um, but man, that to lose, you know, Gord and Coleman and Goudreau, and you know they're just not as strong in the bottom six. They just aren't. I know they've tried. That bottom four line's pretty good. You know, Belmar and Perry and Maroon, but can they last for two months? You know, do they rely on them too much because that third line was so good last year? So. You know, they've kind of they've been kind of average the last month or so, kind of stealthily average. Um, so but I still think if they can get it all together because of the goalie um, and they're all the ages of the guys are still you know, like they're an older team. You know, the guys are in their 20s. So, yeah, I do think they can can go uh, can win three in a row. Do you know John Cooper at all? We've, we've become really good buddies with Coop over the last three months. And uh, he's been good to miss a curfew, but just a fun guy. I got to hang out with him in Nashville. We were hanging out with him there. Just a fun guy. No, yeah, he's been very nice to me. Um, we got to know him pretty good. We're in the same golf pool, so we can chirp each other there. I had there a good go. year last year. We came in second, no big deal. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, in fact, have you seen that? It was, I think it was a TikTok of the parent in Canada once he realized his seven-year-old son wasn't going to make the oh, NHL. Coop, yeah, 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 that. Coop that sent so that good. to me. It was hilarious. <laughs> he sent, yeah, he sent it to me, too, but, but like, not, not high, not goodbye. Just sent that. That's it. Okay, yeah. Coop. There you go. So yeah, so at least I, I must have been on his mind. Unless he, unless he sent to everybody in his phone. Maybe he did that. I don't know how to do that. Maybe I blew his cover there. Yeah, maybe just as a uh, just a group message to everyone. Um, I thought I was special. <laughs> Legacies are important in in all sports, Bucci. I think like you know a guy playing his whole career in one place, winning championships. You know, having the key to the city. Do you think a guy like Patty Kane, who I think is the best American-born player of all time, do you think he stays a Blackhawk for the rest of his career, or does he ever move, and where would he go, you think? Yeah, it's fascinating. It really is. You know, What do you do there? Because he's still young. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one, because I'm sure right now I think he probably wants to stay. And um, at this point, uh, but they're like in a five-year rebuilding plan. Yep. This is no joke. This is legit rebuilding. So he might as well. So that means he's, what, 36, 37. By the time this thing might get turned around. You never know. Sometimes it happens quicker. You get really lucky. Um, but so that can change. And he might reach a point, well, geez, next year or this summer even. Who knows? He might wake up and say, that's a spot where I could be. Sign an extension, whatever that number is. You know, that he's comfortable with. He's made a ton of money. Maybe he lowers it to helps a real good team out so he can compete hard. But as you know, when you're the top dog in a place and it's comfortable, you kind of run a room a little bit. You can kind of do whatever you want in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
so so that I think for some people that's hard to leave. But if the losing continues, I think it's got it would wear down on him at some point. But that's a fascinating one. It, it, it's it's I think I think it's an unpredictable thing. I'm sure Ray Bork never thought he would have left the Bruins, but he even him at one point reached his wit's end, yeah. and it worked out perfect. You know, he got traded, didn't win the first year, yep. but came back, which was going to be his last year, and won. So. I think if he can do it, anybody, you know, obviously can, can move. So at this point, looks like a no on Patty, but, um, you know, things could change. You can wake up one day and say, yeah, let's do it. I agree with that. And Bucci, this might be a better question for you after Monday's deadline, but right now there's some good teams. We talked about Tampa, Colorado, Florida. We love here. Um, you know, if I had to go to the bank and I'm going with Bucci's pick, who, who right now do you think is the best hockey club come playoff time, not just regular season hockey? Yeah, I, I think it is Colorado. I mean, you can't deny everything that they have with Makar on the back end, you know, and just the massive year he's having. Probably should be in the MVP discussion. Forget Norris. Um, and again, they are equipped. Uh, they're ready to go, and they're going to probably add another one. And they, you know, they add Manson, and they make a little tweak trade today. Kemper's got more and more comfortable. So, uh, like I said, I use the thing: if you have to bet a paycheck on a team, you know, if you if I had to do that, it would it would be Colorado. And uh, and so in the West, I think it's really I just can't imagine anybody else there in the West. Uh, certainly, Calgary is coming on. All it takes is one injury, and they they seem to be a force. But Colorado in the West for me, it's gonna hard time imagining them them not making it. And the East, um, it really does come down to you know Carolina, Florida, or. Uh, or Tampa Bay, I really think one of those three. So I think those are the only four teams who have a chance to win the cup. I, th- I really believe it's one of those four. I like it, Bucci. I took the abs at the start of the year, buddy. But I took them last <laughs> year, and they sizzled me against Vegas. But I'm with you. They're, they're a better hockey club than they were. I took the Panthers preseason. So again, wow. you know, there you go. I, I, I said Ovechkin would break Gretzky's record in 2010. And wow. so like my, my whole career is riding on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, it's looking good. That could get me in the Hall of Fame, yeah. and now my and now my Panther preseason pick—that's you know—it lives forever. I could bring that back and, and, and maybe use that for some summer equity somewhere. Maybe I, a free white lolly somewhere. <laughs> hey, you're getting in the Hall of Fame no matter what, yeah. Bucci. But I would say to the Colorado point with Calgary, there's just one guy that can really disrupt that whole thing, and his name's Jacob Markstrom, yeah. because if he gets hot, that I don't know if. Kemper is the guy. Yeah, no, that that's, can a, just, that's a good point. You know, and, and in playoffs, boys, it's all about goalies. It's yeah. it's well, all it, about goalies. No, that's a great point. Ups. Yeah. Um, so Dwayne Rollison do it back in the day. They oh. trade for him at the deadline. Not many goalie trade like deadline deals work. He's the last one that really worked, right? They give up a one, they get him, and they go right and they're the eighth seed in the West, and yeah. they go all the way to the finals. He gets hurt then during the finals and, and Carolina wins. Whether or not that would have mattered, I don't know. But yeah, Rollison is was a great example of a goalie who goes on a heater. And, and that's why hockey is, is tough to bet on. That's why goal again, you don't win with good goaltending in the playoffs. You win with great. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, can that guy be great for a month and a half? That's what it comes down to. We know Vasilevsky can, you, you mentioned Kemper, Bobrovsky, going to bet a paycheck on him. Freddie Anderson has been awesome this year. And I actually have a lot of confidence in him. Like I look at him as that guy's for real. I think they need more help in the bottom six scoring wise. I agree. Um, but they get D'Angelo back. That team is for real, but I think they need a little help, um, two more forwards. But I, I like Freddie Anderson a lot. I, lo- I like Freddie, too, and I think Carolina could use a little bit more sandpaper here come Monday, too. Like, if I'm Don Waddell, if I can add just a piece, like, I don't know if a Nick Delory out, out here in Anaheim is available, but someone like that, that maybe well, doesn't, that, pl- somebody that, that, like, doesn't play maybe every night in the playoffs, but if push comes to shove and you're down 2-1 on the road, you know, you dress him and you let him just go out there and, and be <laughs> what school. he is, what yeah, he is. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I agree. That, that, that's a good call for sure. Uh, and uh, I, I like that dude a lot, man. He can fight. He oh, can skate. He's and, been great uh, for, Dallas, for the Ducks, yeah. Bucci, um, I mean, thank you for everything. You, you do do a lot of, of work, charity work for everyone. Your Bucci Overtime Challenge, uh, which started, you said before, started back in 2012. Um, can you t- just share about some of the proceeds, some of the charities you work with, um, you know, all those hats and, and shirts that you pack up there at the house <laughs> All for a great cause, but could you share that with our listeners? Well, that's been fun. Yeah, like I said, it came out of nowhere. You know, I, I just started. I I used to just retweet people when I first started because that retweeting was big currency back in the Twitter days. You know, and people got a big kick out of that. And I said, ah, maybe I'll make some T-shirts and give those away. And then uh, and like people started to send money to my house in envelopes. I had no website or anything. I would get cash in envelopes. Looking for- <laughs> Gucci overtime challenge, white medium t-shirt, you know, and, and it just kept growing and growing and someone showed me about GoDaddy and then Shopify. And so, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it has slowed that like, you know, fashion and trends definitely have arcs, you know, and then they, things start to slow down a little bit. So it's, it's in, and I've never marketed outside of Twitter either. I, again, I should probably try to figure that out as well. But, you know, it's just been fun to write these big checks, you know, these, like, like I bought RPI women's third jerseys one year, they were looking for third jerseys and I paid for a club hockey kids tuition to go to Xavier one semester like 10 grand you know his parents worked at the post office so i like doing kind of again it goes back what we talked about before just kind of living life by the seat of my pants and just kind of doing things that kind of are fun or interesting or make an impact you know the youth hockey wants to redo their locker room send them a check you know nick felino uh, had some you know health issues with his family in columbus at a certain hospital send the hospital 10 grand you know so it, it, that, that that's what it was fun early when everything was really cooking is writing those big checks that I normally, you know, couldn't write those size of checks. So that was always very gratifying to me. But that's again, awesome. the connection with the fans, giving a little bit away and trying to come up, how, how can we come up? How can we make Bucci Overtime Challenge like a betting app, play for 99 cents and then give away cash and raise even more money? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. So if you guys got a guy, let me well, know. Well, listen, you, you teed me right up. We might be on the same page here because our biggest sponsor is DraftKings, Bucci. And maybe we, maybe we can do a little match with DraftKings. Uh, so we got the college selection show this Sunday. Yeah. Bucci, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I got no district. I love college hockey, but I, I got to be honest. I've been doing my homework, except for I know Michigan is a solid squad. <laughs> they got five first rounders, I think, or something. But if me and Uppy, our listeners, are looking to put a little wager on DraftKings besides Michigan, is there any sleepers or who do you like? Could you give us a couple maybe or, or one or two, please? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I got I got to think Minnesota Duluth's odds are probably pretty good because they've been kind of, on, you know, they're kind of in the middle of the pack. Um, you know, St. Cloud State made it the championship game last year. Kind of real weird regular season, though. But again, they probably have good odds. Michigan, I, my guess, is probably, you know, is the favorite, I imagine. Yeah, they got a nice 28-9-1 in record. Yeah. yeah and again, no- you mentioned Veneers, Powers. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll be in the NHL. We'll see them this year because the season goes till May 1st. We'll see all these guys in the league from there. For hey, Jim, yeah, Bucci, it's like the old question about Alabama. Could Alabama beat the worst NFL team? Could the Michigan Wolverines beat the Buffalo Sabres? I don't like, I don't know. I know. But it's just like when you look at their lineup, I'm like, like, that old, hey, Bucci, that own power. When I, I didn't see him play a whole lot. When I saw him play in the World Junior Championships, it's the best defenseman at that age that I I compared him to a new age Chris Pronger. I've never seen a kid skate like that, though. Like, he is a special talent. He has got really good hands. Not a lot of offense. I think he'll be, he may be a slow developer like Victor Hedman. I looked this up. Victor Hedman didn't get a power play goal until like his fifth year in the league. I was shocked by that. <laughs> it, it took him a while to get going. I think power will be the same way until he gets to 40 to 50 points. But yeah, his skating and reach. 
and hands are really good in tight areas. But him and Kent Johnson will be in Columbus. Beneers will be in Seattle. Luke Hughes, man, only one year is kind of scary for a defenseman, but he's really good. I mean, he's awesome. He's rangy and long as opposed to the other Hughes brothers who are a little, a little shorter, uh, but he's amazing. And, um, and there's one more too. I, I, I'm even uh, forgetting, but, uh, Brisson, but, yeah, no, they're, they're, but yeah, I like, uh, yeah, Brendan Brisson, the first round for uh, Vegas. So I think they could use nice. him in the playoffs. I think he could play right away, play with Eichel and he, he could make him a four. So, but yeah, I, I, the NCHC teams, North Dakota, Minnesota, Duluth, St. Cloud state, those are the ones you probably want to focus on because that conference is a wagon and it's, they've been playing each other all year long. So yeah, I, but I like, like the Bulldogs are kind of sneaky. You know, they've won they won back to back. Then we had the um, pandemic, and um, so they're they're probably have good odds that to play with. It. I got, if you look, and I, but I get you can't watch everything. That's why I tell people yeah. you can't watch everything. So no, there's no sin in not knowing uh, watching every hockey game on TV. I got to ask you, it was the one college school that I actually probably would have preferred to go to than junior hockey. It was all I knew was Notre Dame. I got the green on for St. Patty's Day. They're sitting here twenty seven and eleven. Do my Irish have any chance? Are they are they a good squad? I, I might put a little, I might put a little something on the on the Irish. I like that Jeff Jackson NHL you know experience defense first coach with a really good goalie transferred from Cornell. Um, Notre Dame is de- they they they've dominated Michigan this year. I mean they had no problem beating Michigan. Uh, Michigan's a young team. It's hard for young teams to win the NCAA tournament. It's built for older men, twenty to twenty five. Like there's some teams that have twenty five year olds on their team, you know. Yeah. And some guys who turn twenty six in the summer. So those are the teams that have done well these last. That's why BU and BC have you know moved to the side. It's, they, they, they didn't even make the tournament this year, much less be a national championship threat. So it's older players, and that's where you look at the roster. Who has those guys that were born you know in 1996 and 95 and 97 you know the team who has the most those guys those are the teams that win so that's why notre dame with jackson and that squad they're definitely a threat i I think that'd be that'd be a good one to throw a a couple hundred on just for fun well bucci now now that i've had a chance to break it down with you i'm 100 percent going to be watching it now i probably would have watched either way but now i'm going to make it much more of a priority um it means so much to me and Oppie. we're big fans of yours to take your time to do this for us at missing curfew and um, you know, like Uppy said before about Jimmy, um, you know, obviously it was terrible, but what you, you know, tweeted out about him and all that was amazing. It meant a lot to us. Well, so, I mean, I, I was in Boston uh, late in the fall, right around August. And uh, so just before the fall and I went uh, and played golf at Southside Boston where Jimmy, the club where Jimmy was a member. Um, and, uh, and so I played and we had lunch with the group I was with and I, I was just walking to my car and here comes Jimmy walking right at me. It was just like, Jimmy, how you doing? <laughs> baby's, the baby's down for a nap. I'm here to hit golf balls, you know, and he just looked really peaceful. He looked, you know, and, uh, and just really at a cool place. So it was just cool to hang with him. As you know, he had that aura and that charisma about him. Even when he was chill, he still had a charisma about him yeah. and almost like an old couch. Like he's like old school. I, my, my, parents, <laughs> my parents were from South Boston. My mom lived in Dorchester, obviously where the Hayes are from. So, you know, that's where all my family grew up. And, you know, my parents, both their families all grew up in South Boston and Dorchester so it's just I've always had you know kind of a you know that kind of a connection just from a distance with him and, and Kevin and Kevin's always been great to me too so that's just my kind of family those are my people yeah. so I feel you know obviously an attraction and a, to, to them and, and just it's really a, a good feeling about them so to see him that day and to have that feeling and then and then hear the news you know that's why it was you know, it really hit me even harder because I just seen him and I just kind of, and, you know, I, and we all know about Jimmy and he was in, and, and everything he was working on and trying to be better in every single way. So, 
it, yeah. it, it just really hit me hard because I had that one little moment yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, buddy. Um, and, and you know what? It was a really hard situation for everyone, but to see the community of Dorchester rally around it and the whole city of Boston, it blew me and up away. So, um, Scoopsy, yeah. we love you. Jimmy Broadway, we love you. Bucci, we love you, man. Thank you. Tell Torts his old favorite defenseman, Shane O'Brien, said hi. And uh, <laughs> this means a lot to me and Uppy. So, thank you, buddy. Uh, you guys look. Oh, you guys look great. Studio looks good. You look good. I like the good lighting. Microphone. Like this is good. I don't like these. You know, podcasts like me look like I'm in a hostage situation. Right? <laughs> it's a hey, Bucci. It's all about lighting. I tell the boys, listen. I'm not exactly at my playing weight anymore. You got to shoot me with good lighting and good angles. It's all about that, right? It's all about Very, the lights. Two boys. handsome dudes. Two male rockets right there. Way to go, boys. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate we, it. Really appreciate it, Bucci. Thank you. Up dog, um, Bucci man. That was great. That was just a chit chat. That was, was great chatting with him. Shout out to Binger and Maxi. The boys got that done. Binger, good job, Maxi. Yeah, they'll fire out an email to Bucci. Got him to come on missing curfew. That's uh, that's how you fucking get it. I've been man. I've been in the DMs with old Bucci Have a couple you? times. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just a beauty. I often laugh at some of the stuff he says. He's and hilarious. I'll write him a message. He always gets back to me. And oh, you know, like you like you mentioned there too. Big fan of Jimmy Boston guy. Oh, that was great. You know, not a day goes by that we all don't think about our boy. But uh, he, uh, yeah. I'm Legend. thinking about him a little more this week, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm going to have a couple Thursday for old Scoopsy. A couple <laughs> little cheers to Scoopsy. But um, Bucci was awesome, man. I mean, I could have kept talking to him forever. He's a good dude. Loves the game, knows the game. What an articulate mind. His game day routine was like, fuck, that was my same game yeah. day routine. Like, I felt like I had to get my skates on there. I was yeah, like, shit. I was like, all right, come on, Bucci. Game's almost started. Bucci's ready. Let's get her going. So some cool, uh, cool ideas about you know, what we're talking about, about the game and the TV stuff. So maybe. Yeah, maybe they get the, the old Upshaw O'Brien, Bucci, little you round table. The, yeah, the Manning, like, he's like, yeah, that's something I meant to bring him up. I'll bring it up. So maybe Bucci, if you bring it up, uh, O'Brien, Upshaw will be a nice pair to sit down with you and talk. So. Love to. Love to. I like to have some bourbon with him, too. We talked about bourbon a lot. I like to have whiskey a couple guy. bourbons with him. Yeah, he's a whiskey guy. Yeah, so. Uh, um, it was awesome. It was awesome having him on. Awesome. No, I, I agree. And and to our fans out there, John Bouchagross is is great for the game of hockey. ESPN, um, what they've been doing this year is absolutely what hockey needed. We're taking this thing into the metaverse, baby. <laughs> the metaverse. <laughs> I got to get some property in the metaverse, I think, here. Right? The way things are going around here, I want to dive in the metaverse. Can I just dive in the metaverse? Oh, buddy. But if I put the goggles on, is everything else that's happening around now, is it gone? Yeah, I'm sure if you had a little Are we going to have gummy? a podcast about what's going on now? Or, did we, or did we do our one podcast that <laughs> we almost got canceled for anyway? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, this is always good. Oh, Uppy, shit, I need, shit. This was much needed for me, buddy. Uh, it's, uh, it was nice to get back in the studio with you. It's always fun fucking breaking down hockey with you. I was playing a little hungover, a little hung cheese, as we say here at Missing Curfew. But you were guilty. I think uh, that's what this whole thing's all about anyway. It was guilty. So thank you again to you boys, Maxi, Binger, Hall Pass. Bucci, up dog. There ain't no man Missing. can't save me. There ain't no man can enslave me. There ain't no man, a man that can change the shape my soul is in. There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear. Cause I got only love to share. If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there.
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.